uh, General Knowledge Podcast, Season 5, episode, when are we? episode 14, I'm pretty sure now. Should have checked that, actually. You want to start again? I'll confirm. No, that's all right. We'll just keep going. I'll confirm <laughs> that in a minute. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, so it's been a while since uh, all three of us have actually been together to do a show. And, um, geez, I think we, we interviewed Grandmother Malara with just Andy and I. That We did... I think I did two by myself as well. I had Shannon Rowan. I had um, Ari from Paradigm Thread on as well. So before then, I think was the last one. So that was a couple of months ago now, I think. And you know, Ethan's been busy. He's been doing things, uh, you know, speaking at events and stuff. And it's just been hard to get us all together. But one of you blokes, I think it was you, Andy, came up with the idea of, hey, why not? Let's just get together at your place and we'll have the three of us in person do an actual show in person, all three of us at the same table. And we're like, yep, yeah, let's do it. So here we are. This is uh, this is the next episode we're here. We're going to catch up. It's reality. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of good because we never really get to see each other in person. And otherwise, I mean, last time was at a rally, I think, when um, we all kind of caught up with, with each other. Yeah. And that was like last year sometime. Yeah. 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 So, boys, it's good to see you all. Thank you very much for, for yeah. getting together for a show for the General Knowledge Podcast. It's awesome. Um, Andy, how you been, brother? What's been going on, mate? Oh, Plenty. <laughs> Have you been like, flying it? Like usual, yeah, yeah. And I'm doing my very, very first long distance flight. I'm flying to Sydney uh, on Monday. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, In what? In what are you flying? In a Cessna 172. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a four little light four-seater aircraft. Do you have to stop yeah. on the way? No, no. The fuel tanks are big enough that we can push all the way through to um, Camden Airport in, in Sydney suburbs, yeah. So um, really, really, really looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, that's it's cool. It's kind man. of to, for me everything. It's it's like a culmination of a whole bunch of training and everything. So um, really, really looking forward to it. Mate, and, the, uh, the the bug out plan for us is looking better and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy, Andy could do long distance now. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now we just need to find that little remote island that we can just fly to and yeah. set up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and not some sort of lost situation either. We'll be. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, or we'll be lost you know, compared to everyone else who will be uh, trying to find their own way once the society uh, has its downfall. <laughs> we'll be thriving. We'll be thriving on our little island in the middle of nowhere, thanks to Ando. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Leaving yeah. off coconuts. That's right. That's right. We need to fly north where it's warm. Yeah, true. Tropical. True. Lots of fruit trees everywhere. Yeah. And, and nice island girls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I gather the wives aren't coming with us. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> It's only a four-seater, General. <laughs> true, true, okay. <laughs> and, and we can't do multiple trips, so, you know. <laughs> Joking. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> uh, she doesn't watch it anyway. <laughs> oh, Ethan, man. Hey, um, good to see you, brother. Thanks for um, for joining us for today. It's good to see you in the flesh once again. Yeah, mate. What a good return um, to all of us together. This is the first time we've done a it is. in-person, three-person podcast you two have obviously done live podcasts like the um vaxxed bus tour Correct. and things like this that. but you know this gives me some old feels flashback feels to the australian round that's right when you used to do that with jlb and uh was it the Lindsay, the silver fox who else was in there uh, just us three it was yeah. just the three yeah, yeah okay. we had um and then you had guests on, as guests well. on yeah. and stuff and that was really good. We'd travel up and do it in studio, and there is a really good vibe to it, so I'm really mm. glad we can do it for this one, and we've got the video set up. So For the members. G'day, members. Thanks for joining us. Hello to all the members. Um, we're, we're sitting outside here, so if there's any noisy birds in the background or anything, yeah. forgive us for that. <laughs> it's we'll, usually my neighbour whippersnipping the fence or uh, <laughs> dogs barking, but uh, 
Yeah, it's just a nice, yeah, you're right, just a nice bird sound for us today. But I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, a good episode and catching up with you, Blake. Yeah, this is fun. awesome. Mm. Yeah. Again, like I said, it's been a while since we've actually caught up all three of us on the same show. So um, I'm trying to remember what the last one we even did was. I'll have to look it up in a minute. Um, but yeah, so today uh, it's just going to be about kind of just catching up with each other and talking about what's been happening in, in our lives. Um, of course, some of the, the latest news and things that are happening as well, we'll go through. Um but recently, our boy Ethan here has um, was uh, lucky enough to get chosen to go and speak at the Paradigm Shift up at the Sunshine Coast, which was awesome. So, and g'day to all the folks who are probably maybe only just joined as a result of this, um, and maybe you're only just listening to the audio version. I'm sure Ethan talked about the podcast, and I know that some of the people up there actually are listeners to the show. So, g'day to all you guys, and well done for supporting um, these events, these little local events and guest speakers and stuff like that, especially uh, with our boy Ethan here. Um, mate, just, yeah, tell us a bit about that. I mean, I know we talked about it, of course, off air just before, but let the listeners know how, how that event went and the experience and the overall feel of, of you know being up on stage and delivering your knowledge to the world, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, it was, it was really good. Um, first of all, the event was fantastic, very professionally run and very well put together and you know just a whole team of people sound people camera people great location there was a dinner on the saturday night so it was really worth the money you know if i was paying for it just to go and connect with like-minded people you definitely get the value out of it where Mm. there's around you know sometimes you don't get the value out of things a lot of people just charge a lot of money for because it wasn't just one one day it was a whole weekend yeah it was a whole weekend yeah the saturday and the sunday was the summit and then there was workshops on the monday for people that just stuck around and wanted to be a part of that so Mm. that was really good and um i really enjoyed it because it was the first time i got to bring my i guess knowledge and research on things like the epsilon agenda and the brave new world order but not just that like sync and trying to distinguish between the future for us as free thinkers versus where the masses are going and trying to make that distinction of why maybe we have the eyes to see. So it'd be really good to get that out to the public audience. Obviously, they'll release it on the YouTube video and yeah, we'll, can't wait. we'll share it. And mm. it goes for about 45 minutes, so there's a lot packed in there. And it was really good to do that. And I've always wanted to sort of branch off into public speaking, but I realised, boys, if I don't sell out and be a full-on fear monger a full-on conspiratainment fear monger that you see everywhere that's just uh that just wants to keep you consuming that just wants to tell you it's all doom and gloom and the end of the world and there's no hope at the end of the tunnel just so you keep tuning in and i keep making money Mm. and all that stuff if i don't do that i'm not going to pack out the arenas (laughs) yeah right i'm not going to i'm not going to be able to public speak and fill out community halls and things like this so to be able to i guess piggyback onto someone else's event and still get to live out that sort of it was like a bucket list sort of thing yeah public public speaking sort of do a speech to a crowd and and like a long form speech because i love listening to those online you know yeah, yeah. back in the day when we did go to david ike's nine hour marathons yeah, and we, stuff yeah, like we, that we went to that one yeah. yeah so it's um all of that really speaking on stage to people is like i'd like to do that one day and then it's hard to do that if you're not working the hustle as they say and especially with me where at the end of the day i've got this real positive message that mm-hmm. in fact 
it's incredible that we are aware of all of this because that means we don't have to suffer the same fate as the masses. Yeah. There's a different path for us. Like, that doesn't make money a lot of the time. Like, fear-mongering in the mm. end of the world. Please donate now. So, I was able to... <laughs> Buy my testosterone my products. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Alex Jones and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, um, yeah, really happy to be able to do that. And apparently, it went down really well. Did you throw some jokes in there too? I did. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Because I, I, I was talking about the Truman Show and I, I nice, sort of... Nice. I sort of said, you know, the worst part about that would be if our rating sucked, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the crowd had a little giggle. Yeah. If, if we were on at 2 a.m. on a Monday, you know, and nobody was watching us, we were about to get cancelled, that'd be the worst part. Like, <laughs> if we are on t- some intergalactic TV show, I want it to be prime time. Nice. Maybe. So <laughs> I threw in little things like that. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, I have had some experience in the past talking and yeah. we've done all this. Yeah, we do this. Exactly. Yeah. And, so I was like, well, I talk for an hour on my own. On yeah, you do your own food for thoughts stuff. and things. So and yep. that's I, I don't have a problem doing it in front of people. And I've done awesome. some of that stuff in like other avenues of my life back yep. in the past. So yep. that was really good. Apparently, it was very well received. There was a big round of applause. I got to speak to a lot of people. People that were coming up, as we said, saying... I listened to the show. Really good to meet love you. That. Love the show. Love really enjoy your website, and mm. that was really good just to meet people in the fr- flesh and yeah. have a drink with them and have a chat with them mm. and yeah, just get to know people and connect with them online now. And yeah, it was a fantastic event. It sort of blew mm. away my expectations, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. It's great. So. Most of our audience, funnily enough, is actually from Queensland, which which is kind of we. I know we we we're based in Queensland, but it's. I actually find it kind of strange that because I, I, according to the stats, I look up the stats and stuff, and the, literally the majority of our audience obviously is from Australia, and then out of Australia, the majority of that is from Queensland, yeah. which is awesome. Like, okay. and you, <laughs> so you're amongst all of there, the, the the best prime uh, number of people that you could get you know, exposure to, so which is which is good. Yeah. No wonder they came up to you and said, "Oh yeah, we well, you know you're from the show, or whatever." You know, yeah, so seen us on there. Yeah, it's so good. And that and that's the thing we were talking about that during the uh, pandemic period. Why was Queensland left open? Why didn't they? It was always snap lockdowns. We never yeah we had experienced yeah. the full on grind, and we were talking Lake about Victoria, it yeah. back then. Queensland was almost like the Florida of Australia. Correct. They kept it open because, and we were talking about this, there's such a rich activist network all the way from the Gold Coast all the way up to the Sunshine Coast. Mm-hmm. Then you go further up, Cairns and Townsville mm-hmm. and everything have really awake communities up there. Yep. So it was almost like they didn't really want to deal with the backlash. Cause, and, and the good thing through the pandemic is other states really got to form those networks but it's been up here for a while alternative health and you know all these summits we're talking about and people doing things and our websites we all seem to be from queensland everyone we know and so many content creators are from queensland so it's always been a a really good hub and i think a lot of people moved up here during the pandemic because of that and it's grown and Mm. it's really good but thankfully other states have been able to grow it as well well, i reckon that's a lot to do with the geography of of uh, the country to be honest because if you look at look at victoria like the country the, it's so condensed into melbourne like yeah yeah it, it, melbourne's where it's at for everyone in victoria there's rural areas of course yes but the majority of people are in melbourne mm. whereas queensland because we're like the second biggest state you know what i mean like we're quite big um brisbane holds a large portion of the numbers of course but we're very spread out here as well mm. you know what i mean we've got all that local that coastline the rich areas all on the coast there whereas new south wales 
the other hub you'd probably say maybe around the Newcastle area like we we know like Addy for example who was from that area you know there's a that, that's that their activism area is probably closer to there as well as some of the major hubs but we've got like the whole Queensland is just fucking open to everything like, yeah and of course on. the Northern Rivers region in New South that's Wales the other area, yeah. they interact a lot with the Gold Coast region that's right when so you have the rallies you, there when you think yeah, yeah. Right, when you think Gold Coast or Northern Rivers you almost think Gold Coast like you just think it's that same area pretty much even though it's an area away pretty much <laughs> but it's it is really close compared yeah. to because it's, it's away from sea it's away from that yeah. that major hub you know what I mean so the geography does play a big part in it and um, I, that's why I think we're kind of unique up here with regards to that which is good so yeah, yeah lots of away people it was really just good to, it's always good when you get together with like minded people so that was the really mm. good energy and yeah. you know even if you didn't agree with everything you know not even disagree but you know it's just, out of your wheelhouse yeah, di- yeah a like, little bit different oh, foreign to, to me what or, you believe yeah. or you haven't ex- understood some of that stuff there was just a, a variety of um, viewpoints there mm. and there's really good talks on emf and psychological talks on incorporating the shadow and it was it was just fantastic so yeah. um, mm. really good and thanks to everyone that was listening to this that come up and the new listeners if they're listening to this because yeah. of that summit I, I really appreciate it yeah that's awesome um so season five episode 11 was the last time we actually did a show together too boys and that was when we had adam on as a guest ah, as well yeah. um Risky Gin and the New World Order. We was Adam and I were on the piss and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was drinking gin and I was drinking whiskey. No, oh, yeah, okay. I, I did say that you were there. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah catch up with Ethan, Andy, and I. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we did put it on there. Um, well, there we go. Yeah, so it's been a while, and that was eleventh um, of May. Yeah. And what are we now? What's the date today? Eighth um, of July. So 8th of July. Yeah, yeah it's a while ago now. <laughs> Time right. flies, eh? Yeah, mm. that's what I mean. It's crazy that. Um, so much goes on in our lives and it doesn't always doesn't always work out for us you know what I mean uh, in terms of hooking up and, and getting to do these shows because obviously we try and do them uh, I, I don't want it to do a daily show or even a weekly show I kind of like doing it every fortnight because A it gives us a time to do things in our own lives run our own things we all do our own things but it's that once every sort of fortnight we get to catch up you know or do something special um, and talk about what's been going on. Plus, it again gives us a bigger scope of what's happening over two weeks' time. You know, two weeks' time in the media cycle is huge. You know, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. much happens. Yeah, you know, I and mean, a lot of it's crap too. Oh, it's all crap, yeah. and it, go, it but it comes and goes really quickly. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of some of the things that were um, the distractions that we have uh, seen in the news cycle. Like coming from the states was. Or coming from internationally, I should say, it was the fucking the sub going down looking for the Titanic and all that sort of shit. Like that's yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind playing. There's a little video I should play. Do you reckon that's well. bullshit? Um, oh yeah. Well, oh, even if it... <laughs> Andy's still on husband duties. Um, I, I do think. Look, it's hard to say. I, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I can say that without a doubt, it was a distraction because of what was happening. In the background, there was a lot of stuff with regards to US politics that was happening that needed to be talked about in the mainstream media, which completely was forgotten about and got pushed under the wayside because it was all about the sub after that, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then when you look at things about the sub and all this sort of stuff, it's like they five people were on board, the guy running it, like apparently uh, some of the information's come out, you know, things like it was only rated to go down like two and a half thousand kilometers and the, and the Titanic's apparently sitting at like 5,000 or something. It, they were put in the sub and they had to then basically not weld it shut but then screw it all up and there's no windows on it 
So they're going to look at the Titanic from a computer screen, like you know what I mean, stuff like this. The guy running it's using like an old fucking Xbox controller. That was the funniest part. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, it's like really, come on, try harder. Like I mean, oh really? There's some really bizarre stuff, mate. Yeah, like like I said to, to Ethan, you might have heard it. No windows. Yeah, I heard it. I thought there was one porthole, an actual porthole. From what well, I've the, seen, that there was piece no that window. screwed on at the front. There was a porthole in, in the in the middle. It's probably it. where the cameras were sitting in the front of it or something who knows I don't know but again I could be wrong about that but this is what I was talking about like yeah, this yeah. was the distraction everyone was talking about it and then you know one thing that they kind of missed out on everyone was talking about it oh, I think as soon as I heard it on that, I heard on the radio they were like oh there's like 40 hours worth of oxygen left 60 hours worth of oxygen left I'm like I know for a fact that look the US Navy can go and rescue people in subs and other military subs and stuff within 24 hours and bring them out yeah and yet they left this thing down there and like Nah, what's going on there? Like they could have been rescued if if they were, but apparently they were aware and it was covered up that they the whole thing imploded within the first couple of hours of it descending. You know what I mean? They were all dead. Mm, I heard that too. Yeah. So I mean, all the media spin about it afterwards was just to keep it going, to keep that in the news cycle, to keep it active, to keep people thinking about it. You know what I mean? Whereas all the other stuff in the background, which was happening, so it yeah. seems to me they always have to do some lost and found story obviously this was pretty big and you talk about the links to the titanic and you've done a lot of work on this the titanic conspiracy and what really happened and is this just a modern media show a a Mm. manufacturer you know to keep everyone distracted which that is a huge element of it yep um but when you see it's just like this is how it all comes together. This is how they keep people in this cycle. And remember a couple of years ago, guys, mm. there was that cave story. All those boys lost in that in cave Thailand? in Thailand, Thailand. Yeah, or yeah. somewhere in the yep. Pacific. And then every day it's, will they find the boys? Are the boys still alive? And it seems like they, they run with those stories. As you said, the media spin for days and how long can we stretch this out? Mm-hmm. And look at what they kept people distracted from, you know, new misinformation, legislation, all of these things that are passing, are coming through and are being presented as the future way of things, all of these transformations that are going on in our society. And the whole media is just focused on this thing. And they do it, I'm sure anyone that was online or has walked past the TV, would have seen that they were infatuated with Taylor Swift tickets last week. <laughs> oh, the, the chaos! My wife and daughter were. <laughs> but the media, it was all you heard about for days and days and days. Like, And here's this story of this TikToker who accidentally spent 10 grand on the ticket. Yeah, yeah that's this right. person Accidentally. Who, yeah, apparently. Yeah. With daddy's credit card. Yeah. Found, oh, I, cause I had multiple tabs open. And I was just trying to get through the rush. And it's like, nobody cares about like... All like, like, like that, that's not news you know? and they yeah. run with it and they run with it yeah. even though it's a, a little tiny thing like as you said this is a tragedy if it's real they exploded and went down and they dragged it out for a day Taylor oh, Swift yeah. oh there was a lot of traffic on the website now let's blow that up mm. oh, fans rushing and people yeah. vomiting and the stress of being a Swifty and <laughs> let's interview people it's like there's real stuff going on yeah. that they just keep you distracted but yeah. this one is interesting because there is a lot of parallels between the Titanic and that story being a little bit oh you're going big conspiracy yeah, and yeah. this the same way it captured the media how this also sunk like the Titanic in a way it's that similar symbology and 
the fact that there was like billionaires in there as well the yeah, same way billionaire, yeah. and, or like well-to-do people that had this money for this trip mm. the same way that the Titanic was and yeah. it's just in that sense I saw it online there wasn't even really a care factor to it there was a lot of joking and memes and everyone yeah, was like yeah. well you well, went down the bottom of the ocean so it's like it kept people distracted and probably actually took away from the tragedy itself like by stretching it yeah, out, it yeah. almost turned it into a meme and it was become part well, of meme culture. It has become so part of meme culture, yeah. That's what the media do. And yeah. at the same time, behind the scenes, mate, they're just drilling us even further. Yeah, Introducing yeah, more things. The stuff that's going on in the background, yeah. Like, um, I mean, I, I, I can't seem to find that video I was going to show you, but um, yeah, this lady was, she was from the US, she's like, oh, everyone was talking about you know, uh, this sub, and while that was happening, this is what actually everyone missed in, the, in um, you know, what's been happening in the US. It was all very much US politics based and stuff, and, you know, uh, Joe Biden um, being sued, all this sort of stuff. There was all these big things that should have been, like, full-on news for everyone in the there States going, Biden, holy there crap. There was some Biden issue going A big, couple on, of big ones, actually, yeah. Him and Anne, the son, like, a whole bunch of things. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It was, um, yeah, and some of the things I'd seen, like, the whole, remember, you probably would have seen The Simpsons. Yeah, The like, Simpsons predicted it again, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Homer's down the bottom of the sub, get stuck, you know. That adds up. There's apparently, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's another whole subculture in itself is that the Simpsons predict everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which is crazy. I mean, it's been a, they went down and Homer lost oxygen. And <laughs> it's, full, it's full on. Like, Homer forgot to turn the bottles on. Yeah. So many, full on, so many things that they've predicted over the years. And it's, you've got to wonder. You've got to wonder. I mean, what are the odds of that happening? But still, anyway, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it's funny, but it was kind of... Yeah. If it was a real event, then yes, it was very tragic that you know, these people lost their lives and paid, what, $250,000 a seat to get down there and something like that. Like, it was crazy, yeah. Yeah, no. um, And this guy who built a, a sub that you know wasn't rated to go down that far, only rated to go down... Experimental, apparently. Yeah, like, the, come on, why would you risk it? Why would you risk it? The funniest story I saw was that the Ocean Gate company put up ad, job ads... Pretty much like two days after the really? hiring for a new really? CEO and everything, wow. and everyone's like, "Look at these disgraceful." <laughs> really? <laughs> oh well, that, too soon. Two <laughs> days yeah. later, Boss yeah, maybe too soon. soon. But so uh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> well, we need new CEOs. Dead. What do you want us to do? Yeah. Like, in Quick, bring up LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, gotta, we get, need to hire. Get the secretary to run it. Fuck. That's I mean, they, 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 yeah, you'd have to you'd have, be, you'd have to be shutting the whole company down the day after, surely. <laughs> all over goodbye. Like, yeah. where would you go from there? Exactly. If that's your only source of like you know revenue or, or whatever the company's about. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> all right. So one of the other things I was going to um, mention, boys, was um, and we I'd sent Ethan some information that came through about some laws that they're trying to to or a bill they're trying to put. It's actually, it hasn't passed, has no. it? They've tabled it yeah. for discussion and stuff um, about misinformation online and social media and censorship and all that sort of stuff. So basically trying to clamp down on on people like us who actually talk about what could really be happening. What 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 is the, uh, you know, this maybe this is actually the truth and showing videos online and doing podcasts about alternative viewpoints and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so this is a little video. I'll play this for the for everyone. Um, you don't actually need to see it, but this is quite interesting, so hopefully it picks up here. In Russia last year, 400 people were arrested for things that they said on social media. 
400 people in Russia. Obviously, this country is very different. How many people do you think were arrested in Britain for things they said on social media last year? Go on. Take a guess. I have no idea. 3,300. Really? <laughs> arrested for what they said on social media? Yeah. Really? What sort of things get you well, arrested? Well, one example I give in my show is uh, there was a young woman from Liverpool uh, called Chelsea Russell. Her friend was killed in a car crash, a 19-year-old woman. And she posted the lyrics of his favorite song on her Instagram, the lyrics. And it was a rap song, so the lyrics contained several instances of the N-word. Okay? She was arrested, prosecuted, found guilty, given 500 hours of community service and a fine, tagged, and for a year she was under 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. curfew. Wow. Oh, my goodness. In Britain. In Britain. In 2018. In Russia last year, <laughs> Isn't that insane? 400 people were now, arrested for things that they... That's... That's in Britain. In That was in 2000. That was five years ago they were doing this. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. I would like to know what the numbers are post-COVID, to be honest, because mm. imagine all the people talking about what's really going on during that. Mm. And he was just... You know, and everyone obviously bags out Russia and there's all the, you know, the whole Russia phobia is big again. And Russia obviously had done it as well. But the numbers were still quite low, 400 odd. Compared to the population. Compared to the population as well. But then compared to Great Britain, you know, free open society, oh, blah, blah, blah. And yet this is what's going on. Mm. And this is what they're trying. I mean, you've got to be a little bit worried. I mean, I don't want to spread fear and all this stuff, but you kind of got to be worried that this is coming not only to maybe America, but also coming to Australia and other westernized civilizations about what we talk about on social media. Um, well, we saw little bits of that during the COVID pandemic. Remember we did. the pregnant lady who yeah. the police show up because you're posting stuff on Facebook, promote you're inciting Inci people incitement. to break mm. the rules on social media, mm. and it was like hey, we're getting a little bit iffy here. And now, as you said, you've got that fear that they're going to take that a little bit further. We already know that they mm -hmm. had the uh, social media posts, right? Four thousand plus social media posts banned, and all of the thought police industrial complex that has come out with the censorship and everything like that but now with this bill mate they're trying to put it into law that they are only they're going to be able to have bet the acma our regulator mm. is going to have more powers to be able to police misinformation online yep. and it is very concerning when you do look at what they're talking about because the best part about it is they have excluded professional news services from this bill. <laughs> and professional news services, once you go a little bit further down the bill, talks about how it's federal or state government approved messages are the ones that are considered professional news organizations. Yep. So the pretty much government approved truth is what they're trying yeah. to pass. It's, with it's literally establishing a ministry of truth, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. It's a straight exactly out of like it's this Orwellian 1984. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. And um, it's for social media companies, right? And the hope they're is... They're saying it's for social media companies, yeah. Yeah, Which but is, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Correct. And my hope is, and there is some good things that have come out, you know how we were talking about that bill in Canada? Yes. And we were saying it might be interesting if this yeah. comes here. Social media giants, and we saw this during the pandemic when they blocked all news services on Facebook, remember? Mm -hmm. They have been doing over there, they're saying, well, if you're going to enforce all these fines, we're just going to remove ourselves from your countries. And they're pushing back with that 
stand right. back again. Yep. So yep. my hope is maybe these social media giants are going to go. We're not going to put up with all your fines. Yeah. Like, so we'll just pack up and go, and then, and then wait for you to all the all the people in your country to whinge about it yeah. and, and say we need them back. We, you can't do that to us. And so hopefully that's maybe where we'll be able to go, mm. and they'll be able to bypass it again because that's what they were trying to do back then was try and find social media companies. But now it's going to be in law, and I don't think. You wouldn't put up with that as a business, getting no. fined for people's opinions and stuff. So mm. hopefully they might move out and push back against it. But if not, as you said, if this passes, it is only for social media, but you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. It'll start to become more of the internet. Mm. They've already got all of this disinformation. Uh, remember what happened with 4chan and 8chan and ISP providers just banning websites yep. and stuff yep. like that. Like This is the territory yeah. we're trying to go in because... The media have warped up this perception that questioning things is bad. Mm. You don't want to question things. They're even publishing that, Andy, saying, don't go down the rabbit hole. Don't question things. Critical thinking yes. is not good. Like, these are headlines. Yes. Yeah. Someone just, just basically yeah. saying, just believe what we print and nothing else. Yeah. I'll send you all of the, the screenshots of all those headlines you can put there for the listeners to take a look yeah, at. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I'll put them in the show notes. But they're stuff, literally yeah. saying this. Don't question anymore. The government knows the truth. And this is like, I mean, we talk about Jacinta Ardern being bad, but this is becoming an international yeah. thing. So. Yeah. yeah. And the bill is um, Communications Legislation Amendment. Uh, combating Misinformation and Disinformation Bill 2023. Uh, and that's there's an exposure draft that's been out now. So, um, yeah, that's available for consultation, I guess they call it, isn't it? Uh, when they ask people to to read it. But, um, yeah, Big Brother is... This is why I messaged... Um, sorry, I sent this to you, but it was posted in my group. Big Brother is coming. This proposed legislation would establish a Ministry of Truth, like I mentioned before. The government regulator, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, ACMA, would become the arbiter of truth with the ability to to censor anything on social media that contradicted the government's narrative. We have already seen the Department of Health and the Department of Home Affairs misuse misuse and abuse similar powers. Likewise, ACMA can't be trusted, given their track record of climate alarmism. (laughs) In a free nation, you cannot have government bureaucrats arbitrarily deciding what's misinformation. And I, I, truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, cause for alarm. Because like I said, you know, look at what they're doing in the in Russia, in Great Britain. They're arresting. They're already doing it. They've, they've, they've tried to do it here. They've, you know, grabbed people, questioned them, told, you know, brought them into the station, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff, just because they've been inciting people to... to do you know to go to a rally or to you know something like this like come on um yeah it's crazy stuff you know you know there's a there's a few people here who i know would be very worried like people like tricky and stuff you know they'd be they, they would come after him straight away you know because i mean he was one of the let's say he wasn't the or he goes to like i think he likes to say he wasn't the organizer of those rallies he was just organizing a, a day at the park you know yeah yeah <laughs> and a hundred thousand people turned up you know like, exactly. <laughs> wouldn't you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah which was um which was amazing, you know, and again, it's uh, kudos to all the people in Queensland who came along to those big rallies that we yeah. uh, part, partook in ourselves. Uh, yeah, but it's like but there you go. these social media companies already have their own stuff. There's already fact checkers, everything like that. That's and right. So it seems superfluous, doesn't it? Like it why? Does. Why are they going down this road just to 
keep an eye on social media. Well, because they realise that people... It's a bigger agenda. Yeah, people have caught on to this. They realise that this is, this is carefully curated and fed information to them. And these fact checkers, they're onto them. And mm. it says, even though there's all of these banned posts and everything like that, they've found out that people react better. They actually want to know more about it the more that you censor it by saying, yep. you know, on Facebook where it says this is false information, but then you can click that button that yeah, says see, see what it or says. See link or see post, yeah. So it's, it, they realize that's all backfired on them and people wear a banning as a badge of honor and stuff now. So now they're just going to instigate just remove complete removal. We mm. don't want you just putting a false information banner on it. We don't want you linking to World Health Organization resources. Mm. This isn't enough. We want you to completely remove it. And not just that, it talks about providing the details of all the people that they remove or the people that are posting these posts. What are all of their back-end data and details? Mm. And so, I don't know, hopefully these social media companies, even though they are really bad and we talk about how bad they are, they always want to protect their own end financially. So they're not going to give... Well, they've got stakeholders, that's right. In this little scam, the government wants to ra- raise revenue again and take back from these companies. It's like, they hopefully they'll do it. But then again, if they remove themselves from Australia and whatnot, if the people don't react too badly, you've got government-curated news again, just yeah. through your TVs. And mm. then it moves to the web. And, and so it is a dangerous path. And it's like, just because people think certain ways like that's the bedrock of a democracy yeah free thought free expression free thinking speech, different yeah, things. debating different things that's right absolutely yeah. and yeah. for people to be out but there it's anathema to what they want they, the way they want to run things exactly yeah. so for people to be out there to be i am the arbiter of truth that's a that's you can clear if you don't understand history you don't understand how dangerous yeah. that is you know like it's um yeah a very interesting path to take, isn't it, Andy? Very, very dangerous one. I mean, we're, we're just tiptoeing straight into communism. Fascism. I mean, fascism, communism. Communism, yeah. the communism yeah. fascism, like... Well, China's an example, all, isn't it? Because they're... Well, of course. They're their, theirs is right. completely censored. Absolutely. Yeah, they've got their... Was it WeChat that they use for everything? That's their everything app? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's highly monitored. Like, it's... You, mm. you can't post anything contradictory to any government statements or anything like that you know mm. and otherwise you'll they'll come after you they'll find you they'll lock you up they'll do whatever your your social credit score will go down right that's all you need now like that's yeah. the thing if the police it polices itself it's like we'll keep doing the bad things we don't care you won't be allowed into this building you won't be allowed to go on planes you won't be because you won't be able to scan and that's now coming to britain have you seen in some supermarkets now you have to go in and scan your face. To yes, Aldi, in, in, in Aldi's, Aldi. in, yeah. in the UK. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that biometric nightmare is getting... Coles have just... Re- uh, 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 sort of replacing traditional checkouts with these hybrid checkouts, which have a conveyor belt, but it's still self-checkout. Mm, Robots really? in the warehouses. Like, this is yep. this biometric creep we've been talking about for... Oh, a long time. You know, a decade or yep. so now, but... It's finally manifesting, and if you give the, these powers that much control, but yeah. again, like what it, the submissions are open till August twelfth or whatever. Do they even listen to the submissions? I don't think so. Like what? Unless it's from some big well, privacy group or something. Yeah. See, I think the way it really works is like they'll they'll they, they'll do this. They'll table it. It'll go up for discussion, um, and then it's just about whoever's put it forward or whatever group's responsible for writing it, they just go around to all the people who vote on it and be like, we want you to vote on this. What's it going to take for you to vote yes on this? You know what I mean? 
Mm. That's that's how it works. They, they, they just grease the wheels of. Yeah. Well, we'll vote yes on this. What have you got? We'll vote yes on what something you've got. You know, that's just. Oh, totally. They just <laughs> that's do democracy deal. for you in, in government. Well, it is. You know? It's exactly how it works. Yeah, but this this is like you spoke. We spoke about China, right? So this is this is where it's heading. Uh, you probably can't see this, right? So on the on the image here, there's a a TV screen, an LCD screen with people jaywalking in China, right? And it puts their picture up. Oh wow. Right? Shaming them. Shaming them immediately for jaywalking. Mm. Right? Okay. And it says, I'll just mute that, but it says here, it says Jay in China, central bank digital currency is linked to your digital ID. If you jaywalk, the facial recognition, facial recognition system will immediately display your face on a public billboard of shame <laughs> before automatically deducting your fine from your digital wallet. Now think about that. Most of you never saw this before, heard of this before, but there, this is normal. That's normal life there now. And the psychology of it's crazy because it's a very untrusting society and that's why they're dividing people in the West and polarising them and is, is your neighbour a conspiracy theorist and all this mm. stuff? Because in China, once they had their great revolution, which is the same thing that's happening here, their cultural revolution, Mao essentially told them, we want to the younger generation we want to destroy everything of the past we want nothing left of the old china and all the old chinese fought back against that against the younger generation to the point that tens of millions of people ended up dead and after that there was a massive distrust in society because even own their own family members were turning against them and ratting them in Mm -hmm. and trying to you know stop them from changing things and stop doing this and you can see the parallels to what's happening here with our cultural revolution, all the changes that are now dividing people and, oh, transgenderism and all this, and everyone becomes super polarised and then conspiracy. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Mm. And in China, when they interviewed them about why they lo- all love the social credit system, it's because they said, now I know who's a good person. I didn't wow. know who was a good person. Chinese culture mm. become very, it's all about me, me. Yeah. Everyone's going to... Because on their device, when they want to look you up as a person they look up they put your name in you know Xi Jinping here oh your social credit score is in the red or whatever or it's below yeah. average or no nah, I don't want to talk to you and then I'll go and talk to someone else you know what I mean like this is how they're they've created this new culture that's, that's, how, they, that's how people are meeting each other over there yeah. wow Yeah. if you go out to you know a restaurant or a bar or whatever and you want to go and talk to people it's it's show me your score what's your score yeah, and if your score's too low than what they want, it doesn't, doesn't matter what you look like or whatever. Wow, I'll yeah. talk to someone else. Can you because you don't want to be associated with those people. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's, that's the mindset they've wow. created over there now, and they love it because they. How like, quickly did this ha- this all happen? <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. It took what a generation, not almost? a generation, man. Like t- within ten years, this has all happened. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, the the tech side of it because they realise like that's just how. That and then now it's been repeating here in the West. You know, you make people not trust each other, and then it's easy to get these systems in because, as you said, now I don't want to associate with you, and oh, you can't travel on planes, and oh, you've got a bad score. And this Black Mirror did an episode on this with social credit they scores, did, yeah. where it was really I like she, bits of it she was trying to get to a wedding, and things kept mm-hmm. going wrong, and yep. she like swore at the 
because she missed her plane and they're like, we're deducting another point. Have mm. a nice day. We're deducting. And then she tried to get a car and then she couldn't get the latest model car because yep. her credit School score was low. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. had to get the old electric car, which didn't have the, like the new USB plug for the fuel. So she broke down and then abused someone yep, and yep. you lose your score and there's cameras watching you and... This is what... I remember watching that one. Yeah. yeah. That was it, good. it was a really powerful episode because eventually she meets a truckie who's a girl and she's like, yeah, I used to be the perfect 90 score until my husband died and then my life spiraled out of control mm. and now I'm a 12, mm. you know, and it was that whole thing and it sh- it, this person was learning it's not the end of the world now that you've lost your perfect pretty because she got invited to some wedding of some girl with a perfect score yeah and stuff. oh I'm gonna like, go yeah, oh so okay my points will go up if I go sort of thing yeah. she actually had oh. to meet she actually had to meet with like a data projector person for her score in anticipation for the wedding they're like well if you can get it up to an 89 by the time the, the invitations are sent out you'll be right we can do that <laughs> so She's work. He's working with the, the the data guy, like at an office, saying, "Yeah, well, if you do this, and if you hang around these types of people, and if we put you here, you'll see a nice inward curve that should get you there in a couple of weeks." And this is what life is. And it was about her learning that that's a, just a big fairy tale world. And she meets this girl who's a real girl and lost everything, and she used to be in that world. And she's like, "It doesn't matter." She's like, "Once you have a low score, you're free. You know, we don't worry about any of this." And it's like that's all becoming reality now and it is a reality in China mm. and that's the psychology of Chinese people are like yep that's a trustworthy person I don't want to be around untrust this is a good thing mm. and the more they rile up Western society it's going to be that thing it's like um, if you're a conspiracy theorist a conservative all of these things that are against the narrative yep. and your points go down they'll go this is good all the normies mm. I don't want to be around some crazy conspiracy like you theorists. said now they can scan your face as they're walking through a crowd and yeah. get scores on their phone on everyone around them mm. oh look at that one oh better stay walk over here question the government oh, oh. man he's one of them people yeah. Yeah, I don't want, yeah. want to do anything with him and you can just see now there's going to be a niche business that'll open up how to get your score up, you know, like go and see the data analyst and work out what you've got to do to get your score up. That'll be a niche business, like you know what I mean? The, like like the, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. in the show, yeah. yeah. That'll be a new business model, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, they probably already got them in China already, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but I reckon that it'll also be like, you know how you have your credit rating score, which has obviously been training the West for that. Yeah, You've got to have time, a good yeah. credit rating or yeah. we're not going to give you money. Or you you're default a bad on your person. Card, bad yeah. credit rating, yeah. You're a bad person. And so, what they're going to do is it's going to be similar to that. You know how it's like, yeah, we can still get you a house. We can still get you a plane ticket. You know, bad credit scores don't matter. Come <laughs> apply now. There's going to be those businesses. There are already those businesses well. here for exactly. car loans and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just pay much more. Yeah. Yeah. So, now yeah. that's going to absolutely be for social credit scores. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you have a crappy score. Can you not get on the train or even get a job? Well, mm. listen here, mate. We can help you. You don't... You even scores under the 20s. Mm. Apply. Where are we at the moment? Did I, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've um, seen anything lately about um, the push and the march forward to CBDCs here. Have you seen anything lately? Yeah, so the Reserve Bank of Australia has launched 14 or 15 different digital pilots working with the big four banks to introduce it. And they're piloting it all 
that like there was like a weekend a couple weeks ago yeah they're like, they're like gaming it out aren't they yeah, Basically, yeah. where there's like a few hours where it was only it's their version of talisman sober <laughs> <laughs> isn't it oh, that's what they yeah. do they game they game it out and see how it all works in, in like a virtual economy and Joe Blow Andy's going to go and buy this with his you know digital currency and has all, yeah it's all about that and yeah yep so that's that's what they do so they're mm. gaming it all out they're planning for it but that's what they're saying. Like they, it's almost like they're preparing for whatever financial turmoil is going to come. Because it has to be. We've talked about this before. There's got to be something to that's going to knock it on its ass, and then they go, "Oh, look, we've got the solution. This will be perfect. We'll we'll institute this. We'll wipe your debts clear. We'll do this. You know, but just get on this new CBDC that we can control, and they'll sell it to us from that. It'll yeah. have to be. There's no other way they can do it. I mean, they'll. I think they can try and run it parallel for a time period, but. I mean, we know they're trying to get rid of cash and stuff. That's another big push as well. Look at all the places these days that don't take cash. You know, I went and saw, we went to a game at Suncorp Stadium at the start of the year to a Broncos game and you can't even pay for anything there with cash anymore. See, everything is yeah. everything is cashless now. Same right. with the trains yeah. and public transport. Yeah. That's all cashless. You've got to go and buy the go-kart or whatever to then put money on it to then pay with tapping and whatever. And, and if you're not at a machine, you've got to actually top it up online, have your account on your phone, online yeah. for TransLink and then you've got to put a minimum $10 or whatever on and then that takes an hour to mm, go in. Mm, and right. if you don't, it, it, like if you go on the bus, it's funny now, the ticket inspectors that used to harass everyone on the train, like, you haven't paid for a ticket, you terrorist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're all on Queensland buses because people just get on and go, beep, oh, I topped up, it must not be in yet. You don't take cash? Oh, sorry. And the bus driver just goes, gets on. And they just, they've <laughs> no, got the button there, fair evade. So they just go, beep, beep. And oh, the stats have obviously gone up because it's cashless now and everyone's like, oh, so now you've got to be on there and the tickety's come and you have to log into your account and show them the receipt that it's waiting Far to go out. in. And if not, it's on <laughs> oh the spot, fine. On you know, the there, spot. Are, there are countries around <laughs> that actually have free public transport in their cities. You know what I mean? Just fucking make it free. We're already paying for it all with our fucking so taxpayer money. money. You know what I mean? Like, why then charge us again? This is what happens when government yeah, takes control well, of these that's things. right. And why, do, why when we um, like interact with the government agency... Do we have to pay for a registration fee within that government yeah, agency? Exactly. Yep. You know, for something. But then also then pay a credit card fee just for using your own credit card on top of that as well to another corporation as well. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then a fee to use their system as well. You know, like <laughs> an administration fee and a booking fee and a purchasing fee. And then that's what, it's, that's what it is. It's so crazy. Oh, it's all passed on back to the consumer. Because it's convenient, you know what I mean, boys? It's convenient. Oh, it's convenient. We love the convenience, don't we? <laughs> We're looking after you. It's so, they are. They love me. The big brother loves me. That's right. Got the big warm cuddle from big brother. Yeah. In your interests. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what it's like. Um, I and mean, that's where we're heading. That's why I asked about the where we are with the CBD thing, uh, CBDC thing here in Australia because I couldn't quite remember uh, how far down the track we are. But I, I do remember that they were trialling and and gaming some of these things I out. haven't heard much from like the, as I said a couple trials here and there yeah. but it will be an ongoing thing until they yeah. gradually well, transform everything I, I want to hear from, from you like do you think let, let's just just sort of spitball a little bit here We obviously we still have cash now right I, I, I sort of part of me is in the mindset that I don't know if they can even really get rid of cash because of all the dodgy shit they do with cash and this is the government themselves it's all yeah, they do a lot of dodgy shit with cash, you know, especially in the US and stuff too. It's all black budget money, you know, sending it off to mm. pay for whatever, you know. 
So there's got to be an element of cash, I think, still available of some sort of, yeah, in for, some form or another, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they'll, they'll, they'll add limits and like... Well, they already do. Well, they you, do you, that, you yeah. have to spend under $9,999 here in Australia. Otherwise, the government knows about it. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's all it, go, it literally yeah. goes to a specific government department that looks after that looks at any transaction from ten thousand dollars and over, mm. no matter where it is. You could win on a poker machine of ten thousand dollars or more, and they know about it. You know what I mean? Like mm. it goes straight to them. They they're aware of that transaction immediately. It's yeah. all electronic these days. I so you, you can't. We used to have government people come into when I worked at the club. You know, mm. at East, they would be saying, "Yeah, any oh, transaction over this, we know about it." And this was like you know, fifteen years ago. When they were yeah, right. This, you know, so, um, so it's already creeping in that sense, and yeah, they'll it's just there. They, they're just going to enforce more rules. It'll be like. We haven't got rid of ATMs. There's still one ATM I th- four I hours away. It, I think they're going to make it more expensive. I think I think they'll make it more expensive to use cash in the beginning when they want to roll out these things, the CBDC stuff. They're going to have to, like, I'm trying to think from their point of view. How do we push people onto it? How do we get people to use it? Will you make cash the less viable option? You know what I mean? Like, make things more expensive. Or tell them it's just cheaper if you use CBDCs. Mm. You get 10% off or something. That's how they'll do it. It'll convert everyone over. Or it'll just be like... There is. There'll have to be a way to... Inflation's out of control. And then it's like, hand in your cash and you'll get discounts and do all this. And they'll just bleed everyone out. It's not like some massive crash that just... They'll make us want to give it up. That's the thing. Mm. Because I don't think they can say, we're going to stop you using cash in this country. Cash is no longer available. You have to hand it in right now and get your version of this digital currency. Uh, people won't go for that. They'll be up in arms over that. They're yeah. like, no fucking way. I'm not doing that. I, mm. I would. For fuck's sake. But when cash, is, is cash, when cash right? becomes more worthless, it changes. Once you can like start flying kites with cash and it's means Hyperinflation. Yeah, Hyperinflation. Yeah. Yeah. You lose the value in it and they go, here's the new value. Here's the shiny token mm. that everyone can have. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But the problem is it's all digital. It's all complete control. Yeah. Understanding every transaction more than they do already. Mm. And so mm. we've seen that shift and this is where they get, it's just like, what a coincidence of timing that they're doing this right at the, what is the future of money? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I just hate the fact that it's all going to be you know, we obviously we all carry around these these phones and stuff, and it's like you you have to take it into a restaurant to pay for it. You have to take it here to pay for it. And we've talked about that before with my experiences going out to dinner and stuff, and having to tap on things and scan a QR code to look at a menu, and then all everyone at the table sitting there looking at their phone instead of just having a nice paper menu and look. Oh, how about this one? It's right. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just scan the code. Scan that. Order on the phone. Pay on your phone. Someone yeah. will bring it out to you and never have an experience with anyone who works here. You know, like it's mm. or even <laughs> worse, it. go and collect it. Collect it in the in the. Yeah, thing. go and pick up your cell phone. Your phone will beep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll, te- we'll text you when your meal's there. Yeah. We'll text you when it's ready. Just stop bothering us. We'll be out the back when you need yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we'll we'll out the deduct- back if you throw up. We'll deduct more money from you if you take too long to pick it up as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To keep it warm, another $5. Yeah. Don't worry, it'll come out automatically. Yeah. I think the restaurateurs have lost the plot with in regards to that yeah, whole dining experience and stuff. But like, they're driven by the economy because it's like, while my generation hate it, the next generation coming along are quite accepting of it and they quite like it. So it's sort of like you see a generation's 25 years really for society to change. They only have to wait a generation, right? They do. And, and, and they've been doing this shit since way before we were born, like in the, you know, in, hardcore in the second, around the Second World War. So yeah. 
they're prepared to wait like my generation no bother yeah you know yep. that's it it's a slow and especially bet. your kids coming through right like it's well, once once you're off the off the picture and they're, they're your kids are like my age game over it's all done mate. yeah yeah there is no cash what's cash I remember my dad used to get cash. It's wrapped yeah, up. That's what yeah. be, uh... But it would just be like sort of like how gold still exists and, you know, you might have it as an investment or well, what exactly. happens if this collapses or whatnot, we'll go back to cash, you know. It would just mm. become like that thing. We haven't been cash. You can go four days drive west and there's one atm and one branch yeah. out there the only yeah. one left in australia yeah. we haven't banned it you can still go to a branch if you want yeah, like, yeah. they'll make it so inaccessible and you already don't have the choice as you said i've i've been to a couple places like that and they go i oh, just scan the qr code and you're like no nah, i want to order and they well we don't do that if you want to eat here you have to do that yeah. right? and you're like no i want to pay in cash and speak to a human like we do not do that yeah. so you'll have to go yeah, the train and that was my experience yeah. do you have change for 50 dollars? no we don't have to, there's no cash cashless trains if you get on that train without paying you will get a mm. fine but at the same time we don't accept legal tender of isn't cash. that funny how they can just say well we don't accept legal tender this 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 and then money that's part of our society that might, be, that might be a way for people to actually get around in the public transport system well, I've heard with, there's with a, a $50 big, note wave it around well I've heard oh, there's sorry. a big push for there's but there's no excuse they say you don't get away with it the thing is is they go um, like with their systems they go if you get on this train you've agreed pain, to it and you've, yeah, all they're going to do is put a sign on the wall and say these are our conditions if by getting on a train you agree you know? yeah, <laughs> all that sort of shit because they're all private <laughs> they're all private like yeah. and, and the thing is is yes you can go on, you can meet the ticketees, you can get the fine, you can challenge the fine, you can say how cash is a legal tender, you can prove that you were willing to pay cash from the cameras. But what if you're catching the train every day or every yeah, week? You want to do that all the time, yeah. uh, one after another. This is the society we're in. Even if you want to fight back against it, the reality is, is that is an uphill battle just for daily yeah. things. If you want to keep cash alive... And, and travel that's here. How they change you, that's how they change people's habits. It is, it is a really uphill difficult. battle. You Most people fly. are flat out, you know? It's like, easier like, just to tap and do it all and, and do it. And don't get me wrong. Like, like it, it is. It literally is very easy to just tap a device and off you go and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I get I get that part of the convenience of it. And there are times where you think, maybe you got stuck somebody, fuck, I don't have any money on me. You know, and I've, I've got this. Like, no, I'll just tap that and away you go. Yeah. And it worked. It's fine. Yeah. You know. What I'm saying is I, I, I don't mind having that system in place. But I just think you have to keep... They've got to keep cash. Yeah, that's what I want anyway. Have the option. I, I want the option. Give us the option. You know, that's, they, what's wrong with that? They can't monitor that general. They, <laughs> there's a whole underworld economy of people that aren't tracked by the government <laughs> in this cash society. Mm. And that's, that's what I mean. The, like, that's the intention. Drugs are such a massive part of the black economy in, in every country. Of course, yeah. So, And, and we know that there are... Yeah, there's tie-ins from big business and government who launder that money for them and all that sort of stuff. But even is that's that, dying. But they're not going to. Is that st- really a thing, money laundering? Because that's always been the excuse. Oh, we've got to stop money laundering. It's like, well, no, because big big business they're allowed to do it. Like HSBC has been caught that many times and stuff. Are they still trading? Of course they are. They're one of the. They're still one of the biggest banks in the world. But even yeah, that's you know dying I mean? out now. All the task forces since cash has started to end and you can't use cash anywhere it has changed that black market now they're all using bitcoin and cryptocurrency and it's like they've even forced that world to change and and that was the thing i was like 
one of my hopes was that that black world underworld would fight back against this and mm-hmm. go, no, we're not losing cash. Everything we do is in cash. But now they've gone to the bitcoins and the cryptocurrencies, and that's how they. And there's all task forces now in Victoria. The organised task force can seize your digital crypto assets as well mm-hmm. as part of sieges, and that's counted as an asset. And so. All of these task forces are all trying to break encryption and get onto these apps because even that world has gone digital trying to survive in it. And it's like, it's just a weird dynamic where you'd think that that world would be the ones to hold onto it and keep it going. And to an extent it does on the lower levels, Mm. just everyday transactions and everything. But on the highest levels, it's all untraceable Bitcoin you know, yeah, web yeah. and everything, which it never would have been like that. It used to yeah. be car trunks. You open it up and there's yeah. cash in there, you know, like the movies. Well, yeah. Now, now all these <laughs> yeah. big wigs and these, these mad, massive big cartels who are doing all this stuff. Well, they're not moved. They're not, they're like, well, like you're saying, the cash is getting too hard to move. It's too hard to do anything with and stuff. So what are they going to now? Well, it's all, it's all people now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's all about trafficking people. It's all about people trafficking and stuff. Wow. And, you know, that's how it's all about blackmail. And you, you do this for us. You do do this for me. And, you know, this is what will be provided to you. You know, you want a child? Here's a child. We'll get you a child. Oh, you think that's a new, new um, economy? Well, that's from, from listening to what I've heard well, about some sense. of the true stories about not only that movie, the Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Sounds of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Um, that it's the next biggest cartel I mean I, I you, you watch I, I watch movies like um, there's, there's the first one Sicario which is a fantastic movie mm. um, but that was more about the drug the drug stuff and stuff but the second one it was about people smuggling it was all about getting how to get people over the borders and things and how do we do this and how do you get you know cross borders with people and mm. traffic people and blah 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 you know, it was all about basically people smuggling and stuff in a sense That's the it's the newest biggest black economy and stuff it's not about drugs anymore it's not about that sort of stuff it's and about even in the drug trade it's not even about drugs anymore the, the biggest drug that's taken over and stuff is fentanyl and all of these terrible big pharma products yeah, yeah all yeah. these big pharma products are the ones that because yeah, Canada's are one of the worst ones banned everything pretty much so now everyone's all in fentanyl and everything like that so yeah yeah, you know like yeah so yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's a it's a crazy economy yeah. just to see, you know. Yeah. Like. But then again, um, again, I was also hoping to have seen the movie before um, doing the show today and stuff as well. But yeah, the yeah. new one, obviously um, produced by Mel Gibson, isn't it? Or directed no, or produced? No, what's, what's his affiliation? I think he was just a bit of a front man to, um, to push it. To, to, to push it. I don't. I'm, I'm positive that he wasn't directing or producing or anything like that. Yeah, okay. I think he was just recruited. He obviously done it in his own time yeah. to try and give the film a leg up. Yeah, it was ba- apparently based off a true story. You know, that mm. um, one of the guys working behind the scenes. You know, well, in, in that area. Yeah. huge business it's huge business under the Biden administration it's huge business under all of Europe's administration look at mm-hmm. you know everyone will get you to Europe we'll get you over to America that's huge business yeah. and not just that well they were doing it to Indonesia boat people you know yeah. paying their money to get us here that was what 20 years ago or more you know when they were doing that stuff yep so it's this is just a big business way of things yeah. and you're right you know and, and a lot of now the drug trade's controlled by China in reality, if you look at the research, because the authorities keep coming out banning certain chemicals, and in all of these Chinese laboratories where there's no regulation, they're synthesizing and creating a chemical that's 
the same, mm. but has a little bit of a difference to it, <laughs> so they can then sell it legally to oh, the world. It's technically uh, it's technically, one molecule different yeah, or some 100%. shit. Yeah. So they're doing it all technical <laughs> wow. now and sell and still selling these the big chemicals that yeah. are banned everywhere. And that's what the drug trade's pretty much become. It's completely different. Like me- the Mexican cartels, they're they're really not a thing anymore. They've all oh, imploded. Sinaloa <laughs> and everything. Right? Like all the cops have all cracked down on them or there's been inner wars if you really look at what's going on there the, all of the transfer of power has gone to China in that sense wow. which they're a big tech driven mm. country so mm. that's probably what's pushed do you think cocaine usage has slowed down in the west no that's higher than ever but a lot of cocaine now is mixed with fentanyl yeah they cut it with mm. it, yeah they mix it yeah and is that's that? the problem a lot of people are dying because it's cheaper to get it's legal to get right mm. mix okay. it with flour just painkiller basically yeah but that's that's what literally um there's i've because i've seen like vice documentaries and things like this this is what yeah. the problem is there's yeah. massive especially in america massive overdoses massive fentanyl problems homeless problems because of it because this is what they're cutting with all the drugs now. There's no, it's not like the 80s or the 70s and the 60s and stuff where you got like proper drugs and the proper they elements. Didn't. It's all been mixed around, synthesized. Mm-hmm. All the drugs today wow. that are popular, methamphetamines, ices and everything, it's all chemicals. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. Yeah. It's not, hasn't come from, hasn't a come plant. from a plant, yeah, like heroin yeah. or, or yeah. marijuana, yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like they're all opiate derivatives and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah all these things, yeah. yeah. So fentanyl is like a really powerful sort yeah. of opiate, and highly addictive, too. Highly I don't know addictive. how they are allowed to prescribe that for people, you know what I mean? Like, I know <laughs> people are in pain and they've had you know major operations or accidents or whatever, and they need to deal with this pain and stuff, but. Holy crap! People are on these things, and you know they prescribe them. Off. Prescribe them, of course, and they, that's not it. They, once they're on that uh, that course, it's so hard to get off. And so many of them say it. professional athletes get caught up in this stuff too. You know, they're mm. they're taking these things constantly because they're addicted to them. And that's another thing that's wow. not spoken about when we talk about this shift. The reason why they're all cracking down and just it's, there's this constant war is because there's that transfer of power. Mm. They don't really care about people's health. They just want Big Pharma to be the drug dealers. Mm. We don't want competition. That's mm. what it's about. No, we're the drug dealers. <laughs> Big Pharma, not you guys on yeah. the street. So that's what it's pretty much become, this yeah. whole war. There's a podcast I listen to, and he's a, a Canadian, and uh, one of them's a, a paramedic. And it, it's story, just story after story. Of see. Every every shift is going out to fentanyl ODs and stuff. You know, it's yeah, every, some, every single day. Some wow. communities in the US is, have got so bad that it's so homeless in like um, southern like New York Delphi and stuff. stuff yeah, and you go down the streets, the police just they just make sure no one's killing each other or doing yeah. anything serious. But they there's just people all over the streets. They don't even tent cities, tent and, cities, yeah. and the ambulance drivers actually drive around supplying free needles to all these towns. Yeah. Wow. Like they're like, we can't stop it. We may as well try and prevent, you know, yeah. free needles. So they're not having yeah. dirty needles. And it's like unreal because that's the thing that the, these, a lot of it is all just big pharma laboratory backed now and they realise that we can make these so potent and addictive that we'll drive out the natural drugs and now everyone's yeah. wanting these massive they, they chemical concoctions. It's a new thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a new kid on the block. What's, what right? was that? It's like um, Soma? 
Soma, Soma. baby. Somatization, baby. Um, what's it? Yeah. Brave New World. Yeah, Brave, Brave New, New World. It's just like Soma. Yeah, they're all on Soma. That's yeah. what it's all about, but really, Soma, at the end of the day. Was, Soma was a soft, very soft thing, you know? It oh, it was all about making them... Well, it's like an opiate, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Made yeah. Made them not care about anything and feel relaxed. But, um, and, yeah. but, but this, 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 what you're talking about, is just extreme. Yeah, yeah. well, fentanyl, you know what I mean? You, you have it, and there's people... Uh, like, I was watching one documentary. This guy pretty much... His mate, like, there's just this guy in the street and they're filming and he's like, yeah, he ODs like three, four times a day and we've got to, you know, we've got the little things here and help him out oh and put gosh. the adrenaline in him. Wow. And they do that to each other because it's not just like taking an opioid, even if you had it from a plant. They've made it so it's like 10, 20 times more powerful mm. than the most powerful opioid in these laboratories. Yeah, so wow. these people have it. And they're just zombie. They just pass out in the street like in five minutes. Apparently it's they're, just, just, they're, they're wow. struggling to keep up with the production of, is it, it's called Narcan or something. Yeah. That, which yeah. is what brings them down. It's like it takes that's away it. the, yeah, yeah, it takes away the high. Like, so it's what they, when people are ODing, they, the paramedics are coming jab you with this Narcan stuff, whatever it is. I can't remember if that's actually what it's called. It's something like that. And it just, it, it's like instant sober, like takes away the high removes all the you know all that sort of stuff it's, it's the counteract the drugs basically and then they but they can't like even keep up with the supply of that stuff you know what I mean yeah and they come up and then they complain they're yeah. like because oh, now they're not high anymore yeah you fucking so, took away my buzz man and you know? they, like, they've got to wait for this oh, stuff to wear off before yeah. they can have that again so yeah. they're more angry and want it more yeah. and it's like it's just become it's crazy compared to back in the day like you would say that Look at society when like LSD and stuff are all legal, yeah. when all these drugs were legal in the sixties and yeah. you know, we're talking about Led Zeppelin and all yeah, this yeah. stuff, like just having buckets full of it. Was society really as bad as it is today with all of this big pharma war against drugs mm. that they've concocted all of this stuff? <laughs> or was it better back then? Like what's the difference? Like because I don't remember seeing all that stuff back then. No, like, it was really the drug aftermath. war stuff really started. Was it Ricky Freeway Ricky and stuff in like the eighties? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, and he was a CIA asset basically. Here yeah, they used him to push the drugs on the streets and in, in like um, Chicago or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Freeway Ricky, I think was his name. There's a couple of documentaries you can watch about that too. It's fascinating stuff. But the yeah. war on drugs. Yeah, that and that was. Um, Bush. Who was that? Bush. Bush. That was Bush. George Bush. W. Yeah. Yeah, it was Bush, Daddy Bush. Daddy Bush, yeah, yeah. Senior Bush, I'm pretty sure. Oh, was it? The war on drugs. I think it was. Because I remember George Bush. Bush going on about it, the younger Bush. He was really big. The war on the war on drugs under his he was the war on terrorism under his administration though that the war on drugs just, oh, just completely got, just more money just look at all of, at it, you know? yeah look at all of the African Americans that are incarcerated the private prison industrial complex oh, in the George out. Bush yeah. era that went and now like that's what um, Donald Trump and stuff were trying to pardon like there's people that have life sentences because they were selling like a little bag of weed on the the corner and now they've got life in prison because they introduced all these laws in the early 2000s you know it's costing them more money to keep them in prison like it's we see we see the videos Joe Biden standing there and an ounce of crack this big you know and they're showing it with Hunter Biden Hunter's one of the one of their big supply one of their big users (laughs) I should say his own fucking son but everyone's highlighting that distinguished but that's the era we're talking about though that era is when they start introducing all these laws you're found with an inch of this and it's but they knew that what they were doing they were setting it up so they could because they all obviously probably all own shares and part owners of these big you know prison complex companies and stuff you know they yeah. probably helped set them up you know oh. what I mean and it's just it's just more money for them well look at the crack epidemic that destroyed black America 
in mm. the 80s and yeah. the early Again, 90s. That yeah. was all... The CIA cooked the crap. That's what they I'm were saying. the it ones was, that put it all in. They were giving it to yeah. Freeway Ricky to sell and to then get it out there. He was given it... <laughs> he was given a pardon. He was one of the ri- the biggest, richest drug dealers in America. But then it was all supplied by the CIA. And that's yeah. how they do it. They build everyone's addictions, and then they introduce the penalties that's because right. everyone's all... Same thing happened with the opioids a decade later in the 2010s. Went out of control, overdoses everywhere. Now look what they did. They just went, no over-prescription opioids. You need a prescription. And the pain associations in Australia have said... Like, this has actually hurt people in chronic pain because they can't go in and get their... You, you've made it worse and all these addicts now are turning to heroin and it's made it worse because you got everyone addicted to this and then you've banned it all. You know what you've done? You, you've just come full circle on what we talked about originally. What did they do with us? They got us all addicted to social media, didn't they? And now they're coming down with the big laws to oh, fucking censor it and do yeah. all that shit. <laughs> I, there you go. There you it's go. the same thing. Same pattern. It is the same pattern. They've got everyone hooked on social media and addicted to social media. And now they're coming in with the laws to censor it. And yeah. stuff. If you like your social media, you better follow what we're doing. we come full circle like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It just seems to work out. And, and maybe in the same way, they will just cut people off. Like, yeah. as they did with opioids. No more social media. And they're different. Where's my yeah, Facebook? Yeah, I need to post something. I need to post. <laughs> yeah. I need to do a selfie. <laughs> 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 Oh wow! Yeah, and then that's and it. there are literal addictions to these things too. That's what I mean. Like the parallels are crazy. What we were dumb. just talking yeah. about. People yeah. are literally addicted. It's the same thing. Oh man, you see, walking down, walking the streets, they're almost like walking off off the pathway into the into traffic with the with yeah. their phones oh, like yeah. glued to their faces. Yeah. I mean, one thing I've noticed, oh, and I wanted to mention this because I've been thinking about it since we said we were doing the show. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I've got to bring this up too because it's been driving me nuts lately. I know I bang on about it a little bit, but. Doing the job that I've been doing now, I've been doing it for like nine years now, right? So previous to that, I never really got to drive around much around town and everything. So I didn't really have a lot of comparison. But so say the first six years. So let's knock knock off three years. We know what's happened in the last three years, right? COVID hysteria, vaccines, all that sort of stuff, right? But that first six years, I never really got frustrated driving around town, going to and from jobs and from work. You know, I drive from here to sort of Chapel Hill area, like that side of town. It's the western suburbs area of Brisbane and stuff is where my main main jobs are. Yeah. And I never would it was always a good drive in, never really any any accidents, you know, it was it was it was fine. I'd never found myself getting frustrated behind a wheel. The last three years though, and it's on a daily basis where I'm it's really it's really getting to me and I've noticed it now. Like I'm, I'm a bit more conscious of the fact that it's really getting to me, the frustration of other drivers and people behind the wheel because they are fucking zombies behind the wheel man like mm. people out there are, are clueless they are driving around they're on their phones driving around like this yeah in traffic you know and you're sitting behind them at lights you're like hey it's green oh, come on go and you're beeping like, and, you see, and you see the head pop up oh because they're all sitting there on their devices and stuff or they're just sitting there with these blank looks on their face just staring into nowhere I've just noticed that more and more over the last three years. Like, something has happened to these people. Like, like I keep saying, like, this, it's this zombification. Like, these people are just walking zombies at the moment. And I wonder, I do wonder if it's because of what they've, the majority of them have been fucking injected with. And I do, I just think about this all the time. Because it's, it just seems to be literally within the last three years where I'm getting increasingly frustrated at everyone else around me on the roads 
because they're just not there. They're not present. Mm. You know, I've mentioned this before. It's like they, it's like, you know, you, you have to sort of, it's almost like you have to go up and, and nudge them these days. And then they get, all of a sudden they get beamed in like, oh, they're just, the matrix has just picked them up, you know? <laughs> they're, now they're present, you know, and you can interact with them. Yeah. They, they're all NPCs all around you, you know what I mean? And they've got this set course that they go on and they're not really, they're not really there. They're not conscious of what's going on. You know, the frustration, like you're trying to merge and they just don't even see you. You're like, fuck, fuck, I'm handing out the window, mate. Now, oh, oh, now they see you. Because they're not thinking, they're not there. I've really noticed, and I've been paying attention to this a lot lately, and it's driving me crazy going to and from jobs and to to work and things. And that's why, because I think my summation of it is because of what's happened in the last three years. Now, listen, mate, we're going to have to get approval by the Australian Communications (laughs) Media Authority to discuss this. But yes, no. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, I mean I well, that's, it's been highlighted you, so much more. It's you don't drive too much. You, don't, you obviously don't drive. You public transport everywhere, but you, uh, you do. Do you, do you, are you noticing it, Andy? I, I, completely, I completely agree with you. And even worse than me is my wife, <laughs> yeah. who will agree with you even more yeah, so. Because yeah. uh, we talk about it. Oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to this guy. And I'm seeing these things on a daily basis. You know, as like well. this is with, with, on the <laughs> freeway with big, big trucks and people just merge straight in front of yes. them. Yes. Like, you think, man, this, there's like, this guy wants to kill himself. Yes. Like, and, and it happens weekly. How, what's with people? You sit there and go, what, what is that person thinking? Well, they're not. <laughs> Then I honestly don't think they're literally present and they're in control of their own faculties at the time. Yeah, you talk about being beamed in and stuff. Maybe it yeah, could have always I mean. been like that, and they've just had some budget cuts during COVID. <laughs> There's not as many staff up there. Like, oh, we missed this one. Beep. Oh no, damn it. It's caught on. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> no. but I just, it just makes me wonder because you know, we talk about things like the the, the the things that are possibly in some of these COVID vaccines that everyone got pumped with. You know um, the. Um, what's the graphene oxide, which is, you know, mm-hmm. has an ability to to receive a wireless signals and can be controlled wirelessly and all this like EMF and it can be controlled and stuff. And all of a sudden, most people around us who aren't awake to these things got the jab, you know? And I've been hearing so many, so, so many of my clients lately, you know, I hear John LeBond talk about, oh, no, no one around me is getting sick, blah, blah, blah. But man, I interact with my clients daily basis and one of them just recently told me that he, two cousins of his fit healthy men in their early 50s both dead of heart attacks just recently and i'm like you know and i know they're all pro jab people because the wife works at a pharmacy and all this sort of stuff as well and i've talked about it with them previously as well about covid and all this sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and they know that i wasn't jabbed and stuff but he let it slip that you know anyway so i'm i'm noticing i know most of the people most people around us have had these jabs and stuff and it makes you wonder is it because of what's in them that's they're, they're more susceptible to this EMF frequency that's around us. I mean, you, you, you had people talk about this at the paradigm shift with regards to EMF and stuff. And I wonder, did any of them bring up this stuff? Did they talk about some of the ingredients and in vaccines that were, could quite possibly be yeah. involved in this EMF takeover of people in a sense? Yeah, so the speaker, his name is Cyril. He, um, he, he actually has been contracted for governments and everything to like install EMF blockers in buildings and for firefighters and everything so he's got like a whole line of things but he was bringing that up too and we know that the world economic forum has spoken about how humans will become biohackable mm-hmm. in the future yeah. and we'll be able to hack into them so it's, it's not the, just in, not just the internet of things it's going to become the internet of bodies they're saying now. Ex- that what, exactly and that's what we've been talking about for a few years the internet of bodies how this mm. all links to the system 
the system, it's not just that the technology's out, the technology's going to come inside of you. It's like a symbiosis with the technology itself. So, And it makes you wonder, because we heard Greg Hunt get up on in front of the media saying that this is the biggest experiment, you know, the Australian people have, have gone through or whatever. Literally calling the vaccine rollout a giant experiment. But was he really talking about it in terms of that, or was he talking about it? He knows that it's a different experiment that's going on. You know, is yeah. it is it literally talking about how to control people through EMF technology? Well, it really is. Are they being in, implanted with biohackable devices in terms of the graphene oxide or well, something like that? A know? presenter at um, the re- most recent Davos at the start of 2023 was saying that she said the companies can already decode your brain waves in real time yeah. with all of this technology and, and with the implementation of the a massive amount of 4g and yeah. 5g that's already gone up there's antennas popping up everywhere being upgraded everywhere yeah it just makes me wonder i the, just i'm just sort of sitting there driving around putting trying to put these things together in my head going so it's is this a result of this well, it's, definitely, it's, that's we know that's the it's path. That stepping we're on. towards that path, yeah, where where an organic body body will be replaced by an AI like um, robot, basically, mm. like but an organic human with six senses, really, mm. Mm. will be replaced by an automa- automaton. Mm. Yeah, automaton. Automaton. Mm. automaton. <laughs> 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 Right hey Billy, how are you? Good, how are you? Nice Good. to see you. Got a guest today. Got a live guest sitting <laughs> in, listening. <laughs> listening, that's right, eavesdropping. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, but you get what I'm saying, like, I'm yeah. just, I've only noticed this, and that's why I was just sort of wanting to get your thoughts on it, boys, about... Well, Andy makes a great point about, yeah. you know, this is the, the way that they want to go. This is the transhumanist Push, idea, yeah. and that's why they keep pushing this... Um, almost, uh, you know, utopian thing that one day the, the robots are going to take over and stuff because there's real leaps and bounds before they can actually become like proper sentient robots. But everyone believes that we're just going to have a whole new range of free-thinking robots. Mm. But then what do you hear? Elon Musk saying, well, we're not going to be able to beat them when they do come. So we may as well join them. Mm. We may as well become the robots before they take mm. over. And it's like, are they really going to take over? Is this a false flag to get us to put the chips in mm. because we've got to beat the, the robots are coming one day mm. when you mm. listen to like the actual technical researchers on it they're like well look we don't even know what human consciousness is so how how are we ever going to get to this stage where a robot ha- it's a real intellectual dilemma that they're in it's like we can get real good with code and feeding it code and understanding human narratives and stuff but for it to be like truly its own being is a really big stepping stone to achieve. Mm. And so... I don't think they're going to do it. Exactly. I don't. So they're yeah. funneling us to say, Elon Musk and all these people are saying, we need to we need to join them before they come along, these sentient robots. We need to get the chips in our heads and we need to become superhumans and this is what become Neuralink... Become better or keep up with them because you probably won't be able to get a job it. in the future, right? You won't be able to compete with these robots. Yeah. yeah. And it's like oh, there's a big distinction between what machine learning is, which has been around for decades. Yeah. Like you can put in a calculator, 2 plus 2. That's machine learning and it's just advanced to like algorithms and AI and stuff. But there's a big difference between what machine learning is and what artificial intelligence is like Mm. what is intelligence to begin with and how can it have its own 
And it really seems like it is a false flag to get us all to put the chips in and think it's cool and we need to beat the robots. Mm. Mm. I I completely agree with you there because I don't think you could ever... You can can get get all your artificial intelligence, you know, the, the, the machine learning as you call it, and you can take that to a genius level. You really can. Yeah. But when it comes around to actually intuitive creativity, they can't do it. But humans can, and as soon as they're chipped, yeah. what happens? It's gone. It can, they can start controlling the mind yeah. and get that genius going, but it will never progress beyond that. You that's know they're trying to, with regards to look at Chat GPT. Mm. Yeah, you know mm. that's oh, we oh, we sort of oh, spoke yeah, about it when thing. we did our show. Is that it? Is is this the death of human creativity? You know what I mean? Because like, they're trying to simulate what it is to be creative when you you've, yeah. you've essentially you put in a few inputs into chat gpt and say yeah. you're going to write me something like this and, and it's do. creating these amazing works of literature and stuff you're like it wow is. this is but incredible it's only, t- it's only taking from what's already written there correct it's not creating new that's new it stuff. well it's cre- it is creating new things but it's based on everything that's already been given yeah. to yeah. it yeah so, yeah. Nothing new. so it's you yeah. know, not really and new it's in a sense it's a, um it's a different a version of it in or a, a sense. regurgitation of it but you see where they're going though they're trying to get it to the point by well if you take that as an example, right? So ChatGPT learnt everything because it had, what would I say, it was something like three years access to the entire internet or whatever. It was able yeah. to scale the internet with its worms and bring everything back. And now it can base whatever it wants to create on what it's learnt. How is that different from a human being in experiencing life? We go and learn, we go to school, we learn how to do these things, we learn, we read books, we do all this sort of stuff. And then we can then go and create things that are based on what we've learnt. No, not no. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think it comes from an intuitive, inner knowing, where you connect to your inner creativity that may or may not have any a, a bearing on what you've learned in the external yeah. world. Oh, yeah, and, and I, I agree you, because humans are in, completely unique, and we can come up with things that an AI definitely can't. Yeah, come up they with. can't come up with. So, if if it goes down that AI route, it's going. It's come to an end point. Mm-hmm. They can create so many so many works and so many of this that and the other but it's the same shit being regurgitated over and over and over again isn't that what we're seeing now though too yeah, yeah. nothing there's it. no there's it makes me new. wonder because you look at things like yeah. cinema and TV and it's the same shit stuff. Yeah, it's, the, music, it's the same yeah. shit just been regurgitated in a different yeah. form because yeah. it's remakes like remakes of movies that's right yeah. Yeah. they've got yeah. nothing the music, left they've got nothing left exactly like where is creativity everything. you know what I mean so it makes me yeah. wonder who's actually bringing that stuff out is it like is it some sort of AI Star Wars for example how would the how would Star Wars if have ever been cre- computer can't in create that sort of thing that's that's pure fantasy for mm. from someone's mind and the Lord of the Rings and whereas newer ones like Harry Potter are literally just a rehash of of Lord of the Rings Star Wars, yeah. Lord Star of the Rings. Wars. it's the hero and journey like it's yeah it goes <laughs> back thousands it's the same story yeah. the same over story and over that's yeah. kind of, and, and even then that I mean, was actually a little bit more innovative than the shit that's been regurgitated now oh for sure yeah. for so sure. in 20 years it's gone it's gone down. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. That, I, th- I guess the real litmus test would be like science fiction, you know. We think of it, we envisioned, and so many authors and writers envisioned this high-tech world in society and robots that were going to come even from like the 1800s. They were talking about um, the book called Darwin Amongst the Machines, mm. and it was written right after Charles Darwin in The Theory of Evolution, talking about what what happens if, if there is evolution what if something evolves to be smarter than us and it started this whole worry about robots and technology and everything even Mm. back then but we we envisioned it could 
the robots actually envision a future like we did. That's the thing. I don't think they could. If you no. got all these robots together and said, okay. forecast and imagine what the future would look like, like I don't think they could come up with the same sort of it's so, breathtaking it, yeah. imagination I mean, have you that we have. I don't think that. They'll be really lacking. Have you looked yeah. at what AI has been able to create with imagery and video? That, it's yeah. disturbing stuff. Like, yeah. It's like, yes, it can create things, but it's so twisted and warped and it's not... It's so... It's, it's all the same too, in a way. You can tell yeah. it's all AI. Like it's mm. Even if it's different styles, you're like, the computer did this. It's not like yeah, human it, art. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can t- feel it. Or at least I can. There I, is. Yeah, there I is. There, you're too, right. Yeah. There is, a, there is a, a sensation from within when you look at something that's, that's created with AI and with human. And it's you don't get that from the AI stuff. I feel disturbed when I look at things and imagery and pictures and things. Remember when I, I said I put in... To not ChatGPT, but they're the image version of that Dolly or whatever it's called. I said, you know, um, I said something like, um, put, uh, create me an image of a uh, ChatGPT anthropomorphized as a monster controlling the world, and it showed. And it, from what it created, it was like this fucking monster just like over the globe, and I was like. It's so it's disturbing. Creepy. It was creepy. <laughs> and it's odd. And even um, n- uh, Nigel, who's one of our creators of some of the music for the intros of the show and stuff, and some of the songs he's been put out, um, he had AI create a film clip to one of the one of his um, songs a as film well. Film clip. Yeah. And wow. I'll, I'll I'll put it in the show notes for, and I'll, I'll show you was after we finish recording. I'll bring it up for you. And you look at you think, oh my god, it's it's twisted and it's just kind of disturbing. I mean, it fits with the music that he put and the song that he wrote and stuff. But when you look at what it created, yeah, I don't know, you get the chills. You just think this is odd. It's and so odd. It's and not this right. is what this is yeah. what an AI yeah. is creating. Because like, really? it doesn't like a lot of humans would have that inherent. Like, there's very few artists through history that can go into that like dark place, mm. and that's why there are. And when they do, you know, yeah. like yeah, it seems like this. It doesn't have that compass. Like he yeah. could just go to that dark place without any yeah, journey. It's just quickly. like right, just in instantly. Yeah. And he just pulls out this this yes. horrible, creepy. It is kind it's of like nightmarish stuff. Yeah. Whereas some, whereas a human who who might have created that in the past, he might have gone through a traumatic childhood. Yeah, and it comes he's from gone somewhere through yeah, his whole journey, and that's where some of that yeah, darkness dark comes from yeah. in art. Yeah. And it's like this. GBT and all this AI can just do it like that and it's mm. like does, that means it doesn't have that moral compass of yeah. that's right yes that's right. and that those are the elements that I don't think it'll ever reach you know what I mean yeah. it's not going to sit there and go man this is pretty dark I shouldn't do that and what, yeah. how does this make me feel like it makes me feel shit creating this like yeah. Yeah. Not, I don't think they'll ever no. they'll be able to create whereas stuff. someone who creates that sort of dark art and stuff in a sense for them that that's actually can be therapeutic for them for because sure. they're bringing it out and it's it's taking weight off them and they're putting it out in canvas but you're right you know, like, when you look at it yeah. but it, it wouldn't get to a point where they would be doing a, a like a, a documentary or a film on it or getting it out to promote a, a kind of like a rather nice kind of like song even or a um, a book cover for instance that's a fantasy you don't want some kind of like really dark kind of like nightmarish cover dripping with some ghoul yeah you know like if it's if it's a children's book no for right instance, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. young, young yeah. for young adults it's but, kind of like yeah. it's all wrong exactly <laughs> but i think at the yeah. heart of it all is this whole it's the whole push behind transhumanism has been like the centuries-old push of dehumanization how can we further dehumanize people yep. away from and that's what it was it's like theory of evolution everything that come along it took away from society that had a framework that they were the center of the world and humans are 
incredible things mm. and we were put here to look after the world and we can achieve great things and we're reflecting Have of our creators and, and there was there. a deep spiritualism to humans at the center of it and and the dehumanization agenda over time has convinced people no you're just a stepping stone for the transhuman that's human evolution no you you're not the center of the universe you come from nothing big bang and mm. it's a miracle you're even here science you evolved from a tadpole and it was struck by <laughs> lightning and then it turned mm. into a monkey mm. and now mm. you, you're <laughs> nothing special and then low and behold yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people have, like, society has almost has that. And there was, like, a really great quote talking about, like, if you look through, and I did a membership piece on this, if you look through history, the reflection of art in a society is a reflection of the collective soul at the time. So through all the worst periods of history, you've seen the worst, darkest art from humans, you know. It went away from that real renaissance beautiful mm. period oh. to just mm. that and dark period you know i'll make yeah. the scream and, oh, yeah. and yeah. all that sort of art yeah. come yeah. along and when gargoyles. people were going through the great depression and hard times and mm. and now what do you see in art studio just a square on the wall oh it's interpretive art man yeah, like colors there's not even art anymore it's, it's just not. a square box you know, yeah, so it's like, what to do. And, and that's reflective of the soul of the people, yeah. so all these people driving the country. Have a look at our that's, architecture yeah. now. That's what I'm saying. That's I think, <laughs> but I don't, yeah. think it's, I don't think it's the soul that is actually empty. I think it's a it's massive... It's the mind, it's, I think. It's but. a massive disconnect <laughs> yeah. between the mind and the soul. So the mind yeah. is actually be. Well, it's been, been severed, and it's, you have to do that in order to reach this transhumanist sort of agenda. You have to have that removal of the soul and the mind. That's right. It's like a severing. Yeah. Like disconnect. And they do that through things like training people with lack of empathy and look at certain look at China for example like these people have you know I would say looking in them as an outside perspective they, they lack the most empathy of anyone around in any cultures I don't think they're very I empathic agree. at all they don't, no. they don't care for their human like yeah. you, they, you look at CCTV footage that comes out of things like people walking in on their phone walking in the middle of traffic and hit by a car and people just stand around look at them they don't offer to help and like there's just you like it's what kind of society is this? There yeah. are different people. It's been bred out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They remove that empathy from them. It's easier then to control them, detach the spot, detach the soul and the mind, including yeah. reprogram and do whatever you want. You and know? The, and I think I think when people are kind of like so stuck inside the virtual world, which is the, what they are, they can't they can't actually relate to the real world anymore. They can, I don't think they can really see it mm. anymore as being real. I mm. think they the this virtual is the real, real world. world. This is the real world, yeah. and this is mm. something weird. So when they see someone. That's been knocked over by a car on the road. It's kind of like, Ooh. oh, I'll get, like, I'll get on my phone and get on my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey guys, check out this place on the next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 blood. Yeah, this is gonna get me some views. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and literally, that's that's what happens. Most people, you look at a fire these days. No one sits there and calls triple O. They sit there and fucking film it, or someone else will call triple O. No, everyone else around you is filming it from different angles. Fights, everything. Fights in the city. Yeah, like you can help this person, or you're just gonna watch all the chaos going. Oh, this will this will get me. Bites have I got on on YouTube. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. yeah, and that's oh. a great point because that, especially like my generation, that's what it is. You create your profile online, you put your special photos up there to demonstrate what your life is, and that's the real world now. It's mm. not you in the person; it's like your digital representation. And this is what yeah. um, one of my favorite authors, John Baudrillard, spoke about with like the, the the simulated world that we live in. That's what it Simulation is. It's like. It's like originally you, your identity is you. That's the original source truth. Then that was simulated by an ID, 
you now have a birth certificate, yep. an ID that represents yep. you. So you've mm. taken it now to the simulated, <laughs> and then you go. <laughs> now you go to the hyper real, where it's completely in the virtual world, your identity and personality. So you're so far disconnected from what the original truth is. The self. You yeah. are the self. Mm. Now it's your identity and your birth date and your social security number. Now it's your Facebook profile and your Instagram mm. profile, mm. and that's what people identify as themselves i am this number i am this person on here they it's so disconnected I've got this many likes I got this there's many, a yeah. there's a funny there's a there's a scene and in and a they're movie not taking responsibility for themselves no, at all no. it's all just there and it's update your profile yeah, what's your employment yeah. what are your hobbies and yeah, interests and, right. it's like, and it's and it's influenced by everyone else that's around you oh that person's doing more more things than i am oh well i better go and do something else so then yeah, they yeah. and then and then it's all it's nothing to do with them and how they feel and yeah. What what is good for them? And yeah. there's no honouring of self. There's all. a there's a good scene in the, yeah. you're, we've all seen the movie Fight Club. I'm guessing. Yeah. Right. And there was this there's a scene in there where the character of Brad Tyler Durden comes to you, sort of looking at at the camera. He's talking to you in the camera, and he's kind of sort of phasing and glitching a little bit. And he says things like, he goes, "You're not your social security number. You're not your freaking khakis." You, you're the all singing all dancing crap of the world or whatever like he's yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. you're not this you're not that you're not these things that people think you are and stuff and he goes you're, you're just this yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, just yeah. I, I sort of resonated sure. I remember that I'm like well he's, he's not wrong because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. what it is yeah. that's yeah. what it's become and people yeah. identify yeah. my whole identity is I'm this job I have this job and this is what oh. I do with my life and it's like it's so disconnected from huge. the human that is a huge one yeah it's yeah. like their whole identity is I'm an accountant and I do this yeah. and I've done yeah. this and it's like and I've got X number of dollars in the bank and yeah. I've got this car and it all fits beautifully what a what a system to create to keep people just in the rat race you know once you really so get to the, the deeper it's it's incredible once you really realise that they've disconnected people so far from what the authentic source reality of everything is and that's just one example you know what i mean like mm. think of divinity a god for example if you believe whatever it's like if that's real that's the reality and then all of a sudden now you've got a little cross you've got a symbol mm. you've got yeah, when you go to church and so now people people see the imagery that's what jesus looked like and they they bow to the cross and it's already separated you from the actual divinity source truth that god yeah. now what happens when that first cross is now replicated to millions of people everywhere now you don't even have the original cross that was supposed to represent it there's yeah. millions of others mm -hmm. and, and then, then it, it continues on, on. And it goes yeah. on and how beautiful yeah. your cross is is it made of silver is it got rubies all the way <laughs> yeah. through it is it Mine's got gold. diamonds in yeah. there you know like gold yeah. you know it there goes on like that I'll, and then I'll play it for an hour already so this, <laughs> this is the scene I was talking about there we go Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what he says, yeah. He's like, yeah, you're not, you're not the contents of your wallet. You're not what's in your bank account. You're not your car you drive. You're not your freaking khakis. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. funny. I like that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. So many levels that movie. Anyways. <laughs> so it's been many, many years since I've watched it. You'll have to watch it. 1999 that came out. Yeah, wow. Seriously. How long have we been going for? We might have to um, wrap it up shortly. Uh, yeah, hour and a half, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, we'll start to. But that, 99, what a good time for movies. Matrix, Matrix. and Fight yeah, Club yeah, in the yeah. same year. Yeah. It's like they were getting ready for the new millennium. Yeah, that's right. I heard, just on another thing, I heard a really interesting thing about plastic surgery. Okay. And what they, what this guy was actually talking about was that eventually, and quite soon he reckons, that plastic surgeons will be eliminated and it will be all done through these virtual glasses. You'll be able to, basically, you'll have an avatar as such or a... A, like a little person that walks around so it'd be like that movie Surrey Girls. oh I was just about to say it'd be like Shannon yeah. and I talked about that in the latest episode yeah yeah but these are like hol- little holograms like in a computer game and they'll just walk around and you can just change your hair colour you know today I want big lips yeah. and long eyelashes and the next day I want thin lips and no eyelashes and no eyebrows and It'll be, and you can do whatever you and like. And you're just strapped like, in your little pod with your, your head, head, with your headphone. But the, the mm. they're going to be kind of like almost implants in your eyes, and you'll just kind of like walk True. around, yeah. and you can just. Well, it's game over at that it. stage, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Isn't that similar to what the new Apple VR stuff is? Well, they've out? just yeah. released those glasses now, yeah. you know, oh, the, yeah. and that's what they tried with the Google lenses mm. and all this stuff. That's what yeah, they they're want. all just test phases. For they us, want all. Where it's going, they yeah. want you literally, like you said, in your iris, so that your whole world is overlaid and that's what the hyper reality truly is you know i'm talking about the disconnection from the real if you have overlays in your eyes where little cartoon characters jump out of the display you're in the shops and you know milk it's like ding ding the price is like floating Floating in front of you and like that but then what happens if that's like implanted in a child from birth yeah they will never know what the real world was and just lost it yeah but see how they've been like i remember we i've talked about this Mm. in the past it's they did it through gamification of the youth and stuff to get them to acclimate towards that as a reality. Yeah. Look at all the computer games and things that they're playing out. It's what they call the, the if it's a first person shooter, you have the heads up display. Yeah. You know, and they're looking at all the stats, things happening while they're looking at people and stuff. You know, they're like VR's getting incredible. It's it, yeah. it, honestly the technology is amazing. Like it's scary good. You can but you put those I don't want anything on. to do with it myself. Yeah. You, you put know, those headsets on and you feel like you lose all your sense perception. You watch the videos of people thinking they're on a roller coaster and falling off cliffs and shit, you know, just yeah. hitting the floor like you idiot. You're in, you've got yeah. VR on, you know. Like, <laughs> have you seen that stuff? Like, Maybe that's why they put it on and they're like, the, um, I've, I've tried the VR It's obviously come a long way. It's come a long way, yeah. Yeah, probably the last time I put it on was probably maybe five years ago. It's come so far and now, like, you put it on and it's just like you you literally feel like you know you're like you're standing on a ledge and you've got to make a jump and you feel like you're gonna fall and you're just standing in a room oh really and it's it's like even for someone like me who knows that and i'm trying to it's like it's literally closed off all of my like you know third eye everything to the world and now i'm just looking at these tiny little plasma and the thing is yeah it's it's like literally in front of your face like this that's how close it is to you but your eyes it's it's terrible after it yeah yeah but the thing is that's how well they've got it attuned that you can look at a screen that close and it looks like you're looking at the world around you like and you you move with it and see the world and you're like i'm gonna fall like you actually have fear gut feeling that gut feeling comes in you're like hey do you reckon they're gonna do Mm. this through because you know how nearly everyone wears glasses nowadays and everyone wants to go and get their eyes all sorted out they don't it seems to me that they're advocating cataract surgery above above other 
lazy like and stuff like that. Yeah, right. I, I don't know why I'm I'm saying that, but it just a, might just be the age group I'm hanging out with. That could be it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you're talking to three people who aren't wearing glasses. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of you are wearing glasses except, except me, but you know, all these other people there. Like, but they talk about kind of like getting getting the, the and I'm wondering now whether they're actually going to put that chip into the cataracts. That would be the easiest way of doing it because it, well, they yeah. replace the lens. That's what they have yeah, you done. Yeah. It's done because Elon, well, Elon, Elon reckons you can put in yeah. as well. Like you the, put like a little um, what do they call it? Can't, can't, contact. Yeah, like contact a contact lens, lens but it's like a yeah. computerized one. They've been there for like twenty years. They've had things like that. Sony yeah. have been developing them for a long time and but, stuff. Oh really? Oh yeah. Like I remember reading about them so long ago. They're like computerized. They can focus and zoom and do all the, the weird oh, shit. Right. Yeah. But the Crazy. thing is, the thing is with contact lenses, they you, your eyes have to be able to accommodate them. Mm. And sometimes, like I can wear contact lenses for maybe. Sometimes I can wear them all day, and sometimes you know I want to get them out within. Sometimes you get irritated and they're yeah. going to come out. I've just so got to get like, them out in, a, in an hour. That's yeah. why if yeah. they if they master this chip somewhere, that's somewhere. the way just to go. Elon yeah. Elon reckons you just drill a hole in the skull <laughs> and there's going to be wires that connect to like all the circuits in your brain oh, off Jesus. of the chip. Oh, what could go wrong? Stand yeah, yeah, what could go wrong? Oh, it's a, <laughs> You should, he told this to Joe Rogan. Yeah, right. Live on the, this was the first time he broke it last time he was oh, on Joe the, Rogan. He said that to Joe and Joe was just like... Is he on something? Joe was like, you mean like just drill a hole in the head? He's like, yeah, yeah, the skull's about like this thick and you know, we'll just sit it in there and then the wires come out and it's like, if your hearing is a bit bad, it'll jolt the, you know, it'll jolt the neuron. And Joe's like, what the... Like, yeah. well, how does this actually work? Like, this sounds like a nightmare. He's like, no, it'll work. Yeah, it'll work. He wouldn't go in there and he's just like, yeah, we're just yeah. going to put wires all over yeah. your brain and a chip in your head. And it's Isn't like, it amazing? This is the shit that they're working on. They're right doing now, human like, trials. Yeah. Human yeah. trials have been approved by the FDA. So they're yeah. going to start putting it. Really well, I mean, look, to be honest, transhumanism. <laughs> we've got, we've already got all the so many different angles that's out of control. We've already got oh, the Ochlea yeah. implant thing. Remember, cochlear implant, sorry. Never? Yeah, to death you already have well, those. it started through medicine, and that's how it's advanced. Yeah, you know? like, like, they're like, fuck, well, we can, we, we can do that. We can improve someone's hearing by putting an implant in their head. Well, yeah, we can see where it goes. You know, it's just further down the track. They've already mastered wow. this type of thing, and that's like the University of Queensland, they've recently done a massive breakthrough where all of these patients that have, and you, you know, pacemakers and everything are yep, a part yep. of this. People have yep. technology inside of them. Now, for like the brain scan ones that you have and like the ones that they do for brain patients, you can do that remotely now. They now have a way that you can monitor that from anywhere over the world. Mm -hmm. And scientists are talking about, let's introduce moral enhancement technologies. If we could put a chip in, maybe it'll morally enhance, mm -hmm. you know, you think a certain way and maybe... The chip it's will make it. So I shouldn't be thinking so that. brave new world, isn't it? I shouldn't be thinking that. And it's like, what, what a future. And the thing is, is we're all complained about this now and raising the alarm and stuff but it's like these these future generations as you said they'll know they'll have no idea of what the previous no, world was like, yeah. they'll have no problem with it within a generation or two and it's, yeah, yeah, it's like I, I wonder if it's my if it's my kids kids or you know or their grandkids possibly, oh my God. possibly. Your, your kids kids probably their kids kids I mean, my kids. Yeah. My grandkids, it would be. Your grandkids, yeah. yeah. We're already, yeah, as you said, yeah. our generation now is pretty much already there that's yeah. alive today. But it's like, you know, the first, the Welcome Leap program we are talking about, yeah, the first yeah. the Thousand Days program, yep. they're like, 
Hmm. In the season, in the first thousand days of a baby's life, that's when they can develop diseases. And so, why don't we put a little chip in them yeah. at birth? We track everything, and we can we track the first thousand days their yeah. neural activity, There's their development. If you need to right feed now. them, oh gosh, and, really? yeah, and yeah, that'll yeah. be the way we make healthier babies with no you know, disease. You, know <laughs> you might have missed that episode. Oh! You might have been, you might have been in PG for that one. But you <laughs> you know, we're talking about that one. It just—it's it, it absolutely stuns me that a mother would offer up her baby for exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what gobsmacks me the right. most. because All I, that the, takes is the right person with the, with, with with the right money. And right amount of money. That's, that's, but still. Yeah. That makes me say that there's no love in that, in that mother's heart at and, all for a baby. And that's where and it goes back to really dehumanization. That's who they get, yeah. This that's is what it's all about. Yeah. Like, that's your baby. That's your baby and you're so disconnected. That you just want to sell it so you can you can get some cash in the bank so you can quickly rush off and go and get your your next fix or whatever yeah, it is yeah. that you've got a problem with. And unfortunately, <laughs> with with um, we already seen that with vaccines and stuff. It's like, yeah. hey, go get our under five COVID jab. You know, they've got to get oh, the COVID. So mm-hmm. sad. This is your kid, so like, the, and you know that's when it's control when they have broken the parental, mm. like, motherly Bond, instinct yeah. that survival. Yeah, that when that's gone with yeah. your kids, and now the kids are all in daycare, they're raised the by education yep. and the state. Yeah. It's like there, there's no. That instinct, like, I need to protect my child. You can't know where near my child. That's gone. Yeah. It's yeah. like, here you go on a platter to the altar to the state, yeah. you know. It's the downfall yeah. of your own personal life. And that's, that that's a yeah. slippery slope. That's when it's yeah. like brave I new world. This, I was just thinking about this before, you know, with... with um, you know, I know what it's like. You've got young children, and it's and it's really hard work. You know, like, it's they can be quite tiring and all the rest of it. And sometimes it's just really nice to kind of like go to work and have a cup of coffee that's hot the whole way through. And I totally get that. So I can, I can understand why people would go and do that. And I think now, from the age they are now, if I look back, if I could have changed my, my perspective or my attitude or whatever towards my kids at that age, it, I would have, it would have been extremely enjoyable. It would have been good fun because mm. I would have been playing with them a bit more. Mm. I would have been, you know, it would have been teaching them life skills and um, I could have gone and taught them a whole range of things about, and learnt a lot in the process as well about, you know, the outside, the garden, you know, the grubs mm. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the grass and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we, we don't do that now. We kind of like go to work. It's nice being at work because it's kind of like calm, I suppose, to a lesser or greater degree. And by the time you come back and you've got bills, which are uh, outrageous, I have to admit, you come back and, you, and you're too tired for your children. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what it's about. And that's, that's, it that's yeah. the, and that's the like, overall control yeah. because they've gotten you to that point by making the pressures of the, of life so hard that you yeah. want that escape, you want to get away from them. Yeah, it's 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 diabolical actually. It's, it is. How much they've got us controlled to the point where they can alter our perspectives in our own mindset of how we should be raising our, our children. children. Yeah, that's and to exactly the point right. where you want yeah, to get away take, from them. Just yeah. take the iPad and stuff. And as you yeah. said, yeah, when you right. really break it down, can you really, like the parents are tired. They are yeah. in a rat race. It, yeah. They don't have the energy for their kids. If they do that, it will break them. It's like, can you, bl- same yeah. with these things. Yeah. It, as more as more and more kids get sicker and have more allergies and diseases oh, as the generation goes demanding. on. So it's kind of like, yeah. The parents go, put the chip in him. Yeah. yeah. I don't 
don't want to have to deal with him having yeah. a chronological disease. And they're like, they realize that it's all been set up from uh, the beginning to be that way. It's all, yeah, yeah that's just the solution for the yeah. problem they've caused. We, yeah. um, we might have to, so, it's so sad. We'll have to start so wrapping sad. it up shortly. I'm going to play this video. I did, I found the video I was going to, I was mentioning in the beginning. Sorry, so I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to just, right. I'm going to just play uh, this one because I was, um, looking for it earlier and this was regards to what I said about the distraction with the sub and everything that was happening uh, in the background. Yep. So I wanted to just touch back on this because at the beginning uh, I found it now. So I'll put this in and then we'll, we'll sort of chat about it quickly and then we'll um, wrap it up after that one. But here we go. So. It doesn't take a conspiracy theorist to know that when the media wants you to look one way, you need to look the other. The media has stolen the attention of millions of people with this story of five people who hopped into a tin can the size of a minivan with no actual seats that had to be bolted closed from the outside, controlled with a decade-old remote controller bought off of Amazon, to travel thousands of feet below the water surface to view the Titanic wreckage from a computer screen. Red flag. So if this story really did happen, why is the media not covering the fact that the United States denied Coast Guard help, denied Magellan from coming in with their advanced technology that would be able to find this thing, and also that the Biden admin was notified on Sunday, the same day it went missing, that they detected an implosion under the water surface. They waited four days. Do you know why? Let me give you the top of the list. The president's son's trial, the Durham testimony. Adam Schiff censure? What about the Fed now launching in July? The fact that Canadian citizens can no longer access news on social media because it's censored? Lab-grown meat approved for use. JP Morgan paying millions of dollars to victims of Epstein even though we still don't have the list. Don't get it confused. The media is a paid propaganda machine meant to put a blindfold on your eyes. Don't get distracted. It doesn't take a conspiracy. There we go. <laughs> How on point is she though? Yeah. With all the right things that are happening point. in the background and yeah. like she said, and some of those things you even wrote about and covered yourself too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Written on the um, website. Because that's what was happening in the background. That's actually what's happening. What's happening. Yeah. And I'm trying to write the news that's actually happening. Yeah, you know? So it's like again, the media is just that's their whole hey, propaganda machine. It, they're exactly a PR what wing of government. Mm -hmm. yep. They're yeah. a PR wing of the government. Yep. So you know, don't fall for all this stuff. Don't get caught up in it yes. a lot of the time. Like, this, try to look at what's real. This really is where on. it's at. Real <laughs> discussions with real people, real independent media. Um, again, that's why we like to promote the work that Ethan does as well. Um, and the event, which you were lucky enough to speak at, and uh, it went really well. Again, we'll, we'll share the video once that comes out through um, the Paradigm Shift event. Um, shout out to those guys for... You know, making sure they got Ethan to speak at that too was um, well done. I hope, hopefully, they can get you back for another one for the next one if there is another one next year. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, Should be. It'll be nice. good. Yeah. yeah, hopefully, I can get along to that one. It'll be good. Um, mm -hmm. We'll all go. Yeah, make yeah. a day of it. Hopefully, Let's make a promise now. <laughs> Just do it outside of footy season because I'll, be <laughs> I'll probably be coaching again. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but we might wrap it up there. Is there anything else you wanted to bring to the table for for the episode? Uh, Gentlemen, I'll uh, throw it to you guys first. No, I'm, I'm good. You happy? Yeah, yeah, very happy. It's good to catch up with you boys. Good yeah, to see you in the flesh once again. We really don't good. We don't get the chance to do that enough. We obviously look at each other through technology. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's as helpful as it can be. <laughs> it's good to get in touch and actually actually feel you guys. Feel <laughs> you in the flesh. Person. You're actually real people. Yeah, we are. We're all here. We are. Um, 
And thanks for coming in too, Billy, for, oh, for a bit of a chat that's too. That's all right. It's good to see you, you again too, love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Toby. Yeah. And Toby. G'day, Toby. Toby. Yeah. Toby making an appearance. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's what I was saying at the start. There's, yep. there's such a good vibe in person. You there know, is. It's a lot easier. To, we, we've almost spoke like two hours and... Um, oh, it, it doesn't feel like that no, compared gone, to when you're online it's, it's like alright we should start you're starting to feel because you're just looking at a screen light in your face you're you know? your own image half the time yeah, yeah. so in person it's fantastic you yeah, know? it feels more yeah. natural as well you know um, we'll do it more if the, if the if the audience like it we'll do it more yeah we can do this so if this setup works and everything uh, comes through really well then yeah happy to try and arrange a, a lazy Sunday or a Saturday over at um, over at Andy's mm. again and yeah sure. we can we can do it again. Yeah, we'll have to do it more often. Anytime, for sure. Every five seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we aim for that, that should be all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shout out again to all the members. Thanks, guys, for all the support, um, for Ethan's members as well, uh, and everyone else so who's enjoying the show. Please, um, yeah, give us a five-star rating and review on any platform you're listening to on. Um, stats are going really well. Um, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of our listener base is right here in sunny Queensland as well. So shout out to everyone who's on board from Queensland. Well done to all you guys. It's great to have you on board. Um, links in the show notes for pretty much everything we've talked about today. But if you want to support all of us, again, just head down into the show notes and or go to Patreon or buy me a coffee or join up over at TOTTnews.com as well. Your memberships are open once again. Yeah, they are still excellent. Yeah. Good to see you. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy the show. Oh